people. We are live at the Quad here in Alabama. On this field goal Friday, September 2023, this sports program starts now. Football is happening in abundance here in Alabama. And I will say this. We thought there was a chance zero people would show up. Mm -hmm. There's about 100 or 200 kids skipping class. And all I know is that when I go, Oh, love yeah. it. Love uh, it. It is an honor to be here. Obviously, we have an NFL game, an actual one to react to from last night when the brand-new Lions became the only undefeated team in the NFL as they stormed into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs last night. Now, the Chiefs had no Travis Kelsey, the number one weapon on offense, no Chris Jones, the number one defenser. Uh, yeah, defenser. Yep. Yep. Uh -huh. When he does the defense, he's defensing the hell out yep. of it. That's Absolutely. Right. On the other side, but who cares? Motor City Dan Campbell has turned that team into a team that expects to win in those types of games. In the last two wins they've had, oh, Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay in his last game, and now Patrick Mahomes on banner night in Kansas City. I don't know what they're drinking in Detroit. Probably a little bit of metal, a little bit of rust, what? a little bit of grit, what? a little bit of toughness, what? a little bit of magic. What? Uh, what MCDC has done to that place and culture is nothing short of admirable. Last night, it felt like the Detroit Lions should win that game. When I picked Kansas City Chiefs minus four and a half, I strictly did that because Patrick Mahomes on the quarterback series was so cool. Mm -hmm. I just thought to myself, I'm never betting against this guy who drinks Coors Lights well. and mother people and <laughs> talks mad shit all the time. But then last night, you start looking at the rosters. You start looking at the way the teams play. The Detroit Lions beating the Chiefs last night was not an anomaly. It was not a miracle. This is the brand new Lions, and we're in a brand new NFL season, and we are so incredibly thankful that you are joining us here on this beautiful Friday. I'm here with a great crew of people. Obviously, the Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. Hell yeah. Go. One half of the hammer. Done. Cowboys Tone Diggs uh -huh. is here. And obviously, the all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers. A college football national champion. A Super Bowl champion. A COVID survivor. What? A father of 10. And today, he will be a man who will be attempting a basketball shot for four kids to potentially get a year-long tuition. AJ, let's just dive right into the game last night before we start talking about how sick it is to be in Tuscaloosa. Mm -hmm. The Detroit Lions beat the Kansas City Chiefs by one last night. Jawan Taylor of the Kansas City Chiefs was cheating the whole night. Yep. The refs didn't call it until the last series when it really mattered. Shout out to the NFL refs doing what NFL refs seemingly have always done. What was your big takeaway last night about the Lions and the Chiefs? People were saying, I was on Get Up this morning. Are you worried about Chiefs? Are the Chiefs dead? Whoa, uh -oh. Excuse whoa, whoa, whoa. me. Whoa. Chiefs dead? They didn't have Travis Kelsey. They didn't have Chris Jones. Chris Jones sitting in a suite in the stadium. That's uncomfortable. That's awkward. Maybe that'll speed up a deal. But are you worried about the Chiefs? And what do you think about the Lions? No, I am not worried about the Chiefs. It's tough to repeat. We all know that. But I'm more impressed with Aiden Hutchinson and what he was able to do. He wrecked shop. Even if he's not getting the quarterback on the ground, the amount of pressure he's able Why to apply in two and three different people. <laughs> that was foolish. So his dad was mic'd. His parents were mic'd up if yep. anyone saw that, right? And his dad said, oh, Aiden killed him on that one. Hutch. Uh, Hutch. Yeah. Hey, Hutch. You're right. Hutch got him, which I think is cool. But also at the same time, who's picking and choosing? Who's editing that footage? Well, who's editing it's that not, mic? It's live, but also my big thing is I'm sure Hutch doesn't. 
what his mom and dad mic'd up on opening I, night. I, I don't they know. missed the flyover as well. I don't want to start judging people. Can't have they that. had an alien spacecraft flying over that thing. And then boom, a UFO flies over. Yep. They missed it. So there was a couple things NBC did wrong. But other than that, I thought it was a great display, great game, great way to start the NFL season, Tony Diggs. Yeah, it wasn't the scoring that we thought maybe potentially. The over-under 52 and a half, it, it went way under. And, and Goff came out and I... He actually outperformed Patrick Mahomes last night in my eyes, which was the most surprising thing for me. Yeah, well, golfers looked good. You know, second half of the season last year, remember we had this Hembo stat just yesterday. They outscored the entire NFL for the last eight games yeah. or whatever at 29.7 points per game or something like that. This Lions team, we got to think about this, and it's hard to do, you know, because you go talk to these beautiful people that came out here in Alabama. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's starting to fill up. And- Nick Saban will be joining us live here on studio at 1 o'clock local, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time when we're live on YouTube and ESPN+. Plus. I assume it's going to get a little rowdy when he's sitting down here. I can't wait to chat with that guy. Uh-huh. He also, massive announcement out of uh, him. Okay. But if you were to go to all these people, you know, didn't pay attention maybe, the people that didn't pay attention sure. in the last half of last year, and say, what do you think about the Lions? They would have the same thought that everybody else has. Oh, the Lions suck. They're the worst. The Lions stink at football. The Lions are an inept organization. Great catch. I'm on it right now. There we go. Whenever you start thinking about the Lions and the turnaround, you just have to get incredibly pumped for their fan base that has sat through just years and decades of curses. You know, remember, they took Calvin Johnson's money and said, give it to us. Yeah, right. Want that back. $1.4 million, that's ours. Uh And then you hear about that and you start thinking to yourself, is that the way a winning program operates? With a Hall of Famer? Then you think about Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford got to the point where he was like, I have to win a game. It's this water. I have to win a game (laughs) at some point. Get me out of Detroit. And Detroit fans just continue to show up, continue to cheer on this Lions team. We have one. Evan Fox is currently in a box truck right over there cutting the – You had a baby, Foxy. Here we go, boys. Had a baby, ZD baby, and Nick back there, and all the ESPN people that are looking over their shoulder to make sure that they're punching (laughs) the buttons right and everything like that. But Foxy. You Lions fans deserve this moment. You Lions fans have sat through so much bad football. Oh, yeah. The fact that you are now in a position where last night is expected has to be absolutely glorious. Uh, It makes no sense. When I'm watching this game last night, two minutes left, Patrick Mahomes has the ball. I said, I've seen this movie a million times in my life. The Lions are going to lose. My heart's getting ripped out. But no, no, no. This ain't the same old Lions. This is the brand new Lions. And we, we finished that game off, and we beat the Kansas City Chiefs in Arrowhead. I cannot believe it. It's one of the greatest times to be a Lions fan ever. Don't hey, just yeah. one game. Chiefs. Just one game. Slow down. Oh my God. You Chiefs, gotta though. understand one Chiefs. game's a big deal when you're a Lions fan. Wait. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Well yeah, then that's, that's not the brand new Lions. Especially against the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. We now have 16 more games. Yep. Yep. Okay. Are the Lions going to be able to do this? I think so. Yeah. Because I put this tweet out last night. They're actually a group of sophisticated meatheads. Yeah. Yeah. Straight from the top to the bottom. Motor City Dan Campbell and what he's put in there is a toughness. I think a moxie too. They run a fake punt on their own 17-yard line on opening night. Foxy called it in the morning. I'm like, Foxy, bad teams have to do desperate things. Yes. Yep. The Lions are a good team. Finally. They're not going to have to do desperate things. He goes, Motor City Dan Campbell's aggressive. 
Motor City, Dan Campbell is aggressive. Yeah. Fake punt early in that game. Keep yep. going. Can they sustain this? Is this a time where we think the Lions are actually good? I'm buying in. I believe it completely. And I'm excited for the Lions for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think so. I mean, and they asked Dan Campbell after the game, hey, what would you learn about your team? And what did he say? I don't learn shit, man. <laughs> this, is, this is who we are. We're a resilient, gritty bunch. And uh, we got the guys who can go win. And I think they do. I mean, I think on the flip side, you have to really wonder. I know it's just one game, but even without Kelsey, is this the same Chiefs team as whoa, last year? Whoa. Is it? Whoa. Right. Those receivers. Whoa. I mean, whoa. we've done this before. Whoa. We have. Whoa. We have. Whoa. It one is game, one right? game, but boy, they did not look good. And typically, you're just, you know, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter who's out there. Mahomes is going to figure it out, and they're going to win. And that wasn't the case last night. To, I mean, to your point, as a Tony. I normally have the worst night, but I was glad last night that a different Tony had a worse night. He he kind of stunk last night. Yeah, he's so bad. That's the thing about Kadarius Tony. Whenever he was traded from the Giants to the Kansas City Chiefs, we all said, of course, Andy Reid gets another Tyree Kill. Tony coming out of Florida was actually said, this is the next Tyree Kill. He ends up at the Giants and ends up not working out. He goes to the Chiefs last year. All of a sudden, he's healthy and he makes an instant impact on a Super Bowl run, including in the Super Bowl. But some Alabama just screamed it right now. He's a bump. That's what everybody's saying no, no. about this guy on the internet. I don't agree with that. I don't believe that. No. I think he had a terrible night. I think it's going to be a wake-up call. Guys who have a lot of this type of swagger and moxie in my eyes, whenever they have a bad game, normally he deleted his ex account already. Yep. He deleted his Instagram. Smart. He had a Super Bowl ring. He was chirping a little bit on social media, yeah. talking about the Giants fans with his incredible grill. Oh, yeah. so, so. I think this will wake up. I think he's back. Patrick Mahomes said after the game, he said, I have not lost trust. I have not lost faith. He has another game or two like that, though. Old Afro Mohawk Patrick Mahomes <laughs> is going to be turning that thing elsewhere. Tony knows that. Yes. Tony doesn't yeah, like but where else, is, where else does Patrick have to look? We know they have other weapons, well, especially without the Kelsey. Yeah. Bingo. Kelsey the in the guy. lineup, though. He needs Kadarius Tony. He absolutely knows that, though. So, of course, he's going to pump him up. But I think Kadarius is going to be fine. I, really I think agree. so, too. For sure. And Travis Kelsey, I don't want to say, like, uh, oh, it's tough. What are you trying to get to? All the time. I know I wear a tank top. Yep, sure. Yeah, sure. I know me, Steve Jobs, Albert Einstein, what? and Kanye West, who can't ride boats in Venice anymore. Yeah. No, no he can't. if that is cheeks were out everywhere. One company. We had dropped out of college. Yeah. Okay? yeah. So I get that I'm an idiot. But, boy, whenever I have a strong sense about something, I think we should think about thinking about it. Okay. Travis Kelsey not playing last night was almost the easiest tell of all time. Yep. As soon as we heard about it, Hyperextension bone bruise on a Tuesday, two days before the game, first game of the season. I assume Andy Reid knew that was going to be the case, and Bell did his thing. But with two minutes left, like uh, Foxy was mentioning, yes, there's one human missing from yeah. that field mm-hmm. yeah. that we are used to seeing. Him getting back is going to be crucial. I, they, I know they got ten days until the next game. Yep. Bone bruises are a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. They are not not easy to heal either because it's literally something happening, so you just got to hope it is. Uh-huh. It's a pain tolerance thing. Is he back for next week? How about Chris Jones? Chris Jones is in the building watching the game, losing a million dollars while he's doing it yep. with his agents, the Katz brothers, are sitting on either mm-hmm. side of him. Those guys. And I know the Katz brothers. They're good people. I think the optics last night were horrendous. I think that was a bad play. I appreciate the Chiefs saying, yeah, we won them in the building. I appreciate Chris Jones saying, I helped earn that Super Bowl banner. I want to be there to celebrate it. But what it looked like was like, hey, there's a guy that could be playing with his team. 
and is not playing with his team. I think out of sight, out of mind is a lot better there. But maybe because he was on campus, sure. he was able to shake some hands to get a deal done. I think they need him back. But I don't think they need him back as bad as Shannon Sharp was saying. They think that they need him back. No I thought their defense did okay yeah. without Chris Jones. I don't think it was a good night for Chris Jones at all. And does this mean they're going to move on from Chris Jones? No. Does this mean that they're not better with Chris Jones? No. I think they will be better. But maybe it was a wake-up call, too. Like, this team can win without me happening right in front of his face. Yeah, definitely. And Chris Jones is going to get a deal done. I know you said that they're the Cats brothers and they, you know, they're agents. Those guys work in sanitation and they clean up messes, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. You can tell that they probably are related to Tony Soprano in a different easy, life. Easy. But they need him. And they need Kelsey. But I don't see why you'd rush him back. Let Mahomes and Andy Reid get pissed off. Go 0-2, slow down, realize that you got 15 games after week two, and then come back and be pissed. I'm more worried about the NFL if the Chiefs go 0-2 because then they might just go on a tear and be pissed off for the entire season. He knows that because it happened to the Patriots before. And Trent, Differ, Trent Dilfer famously said the Patriots are dead. And then they went and won multiple more Super Bowls. Everybody yes. has said that the Patriots are dead. The good news is we get a chance to pick Eagles Patriots later today. Mm-hmm. And uh, pumped. Tom Brady is having something special and unique happen for him. That's at right. Foxborough. I don't know if that's going to slow down the Jalen Hurts Sirianni train. Whoa, whoa. Uh, so maybe the Patriots are dead. Trent Dilfer was just about three decades early. Yeah. Now let's talk about why we're here in Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Let's go. I cannot believe there's humans here. Do you see who's down here? Ridiculous. Joe. Joe DiNardo. Joe DiNardo is uh, on a sign over here in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> and the miss you, Joe. Love you, love Joe. You, love you, Joe. Shout out Joe DiNardo, getting a little bit of love down here in Tuscaloosa. But as we were driving in this morning, and this is, I, I've been on the campus before they had a tornado. I did some help cleaning up from some stuff, but it wasn't alive. It wasn't buzzing at the time. It was in the middle of the summer. As we were driving in, you got SEC Nation setting up uh, over there. Yeah, uh-huh. You got a Texas Longhorn Network over there. I think Barstool setting up yep, yeah. something over here. Out there. Literally, the eyes of college football are all on Tuscaloosa, Alabama this weekend. And I think the reason why is because Texas, which is obviously a massive name, they think they're back back. Yes, they, they do. do. Big time. And those who are not Alabama fans think that there's a chance Alabama gets got this weekend. That's right. At home. Yeah, a lot of people think that. Sorry. At home. So everybody is excited about this game because if Alabama wins this, it'll be another conversation about Nick Saban building from the ground up, another quarterback, another group of weapons, another era of Nick Saban having this factory of greatness. Now, if they lose to Texas, though, they're going to talk about how Kirby Smart has taken over the entire SEC. Nick Saban doesn't have his fastball anymore. Mm -hmm. And that Texas is on their way to the SEC. So now Alabama has a new nightmare every single day. That is why everybody's here. And I want to say the buzz is palpable on this campus. And the Alabama fans aren't worried about a damn thing. They think this Alabama team is winning a national championship, no questions asked. Yeah, absolutely. Which they should. And we're going to be on the sidelines calling this entire thing. Yep. We are so lucky to not only be on ESPN. And yep. We saw people yesterday watching us in, like, gyms around the country. Somebody was watching us on a Delta airline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was somebody in a cafe that looked real uppity and snooty. And guess who was in the background? Who's that? Old tank top dumbass <laughs> right on a TV. So we are so incredibly lucky to be doing this. 
but also to be in this environment, we need to make sure we remember how awesome this is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. These kids are supposed to be at class. Oh, bummer. There's a couple teachers, actually, that canceled classes because numerous members of the class were going to be coming yep. Good to our show. Yeah. Shout out. We are yeah. the dumbest group, and we're so thankful. Let's move on to some other conversations, shall we? Uh, Joe Burrow has signed the largest deal. I mean, they're going bananas out there. They're going bananas out there. we got a cameraman who's just up in the middle of it. And then they just realized, yeah, now they say we're talking, so we're going to shut up. Yep. <laughs> it's going great. Horns down, Arnold. Horns nice. down. Love it. Horns down. Is penalty no penalty? It was? Oh, yeah, that's 15-yarder. Yeah. Same players? Is it 15-yarder if a yeah. player does the horns down? I'm sports. So. They were doing it after the game last year, and Saban was pissed. That's right. I don't know why people get mad about that. Hey, it mocks him. Why is it a penalty? I don't know. Taunting. It's sports. Sorry. Let him celebrate. Grow up. You know, that's a whole conversation. But let's talk about the NFL. Joey Burrow has signed the biggest contract in the history of the NFL. Hey. Joey Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals has been nothing short of phenomenal. Whenever he got a chance to start for LSU and they go on that magical run where he puts together the greatest college football season that college football has ever seen. Alabama people were watching Joe Burrow at LSU Ooh. saying, damn, that is what a quarterback looks like. That's right. I wanted him. Wins a national championship with like a broken rib or yep. something in the middle mm -hmm. of the game. Then there's conversations about this Ohio guy potentially turning down Cincinnati because his professional career doesn't need to get railroaded from an organization that hasn't been able to get to the top. Joe Burrow says, that ain't true. I'm actually the man who wants to be the Cincinnati Bengals quarterback. I'm the Ohio uh, folk guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah guy guy that is mentally mm -hmm. tough enough to take on the challenge of being the Bengals quarterback where the entire state of Ohio is going to become the fan of this team if we have success. The environments at Cincinnati Bengals games have become a college atmosphere. Yep. The games... <laughs> That's good. good Somebody out here just thought it was But the, the games have become must-watch. The offense has become a top three one in the NFL. And the Brown family started doing actual business. Uh -huh. Now he's the richest guy in the history of the NFL. Well-deserved, well-earned, and I want to let him know we appreciate him. Although these people do not. <laughs> I mean, this is ridiculous. Are they that jealous of LSU? I didn't realize Alabama was still kind of sad about it, but I mean, what, the Bengals are set now and this resets the market for quarterbacks is Mahomes. Did you see what they said about the timing of the deal as well? That it was strategic right before the Chiefs game as if that was going to affect Kansas City because of the budding rivalry between the Bengals and the well, Chiefs? Well, there is a chance right before kickoff there, Patrick Mahomes opens his phone to call his wife. Oh, yeah. okay. Hey, babe, how you doing? Hope you're okay. How are the kids? How are the corn dogs up in the sweet? Ooh. Get that champagne ready to spray all over the fans underneath you. We're about to have a big time banner night. And when he did that, he got an update on his phone, notification. Oh. Clicks on it. It's from Shefty's face. Boom. Joey Burrow is now making $55 million a Jeez. year. What? Oh, my God. What? Patrick Mahomes thinks to himself, I'm not. I'm like $11 million lower than Joey Burrow. What about me? I've won two. What is he? What? Yeah, maybe he did go out with an axe to grind <laughs> against the Kansas City Chiefs because he learned about what Joey Burrow's deal was. But I do think this does open up a convo. When does Patrick Mahomes go back and they restructure this thing to pay him? Everybody seems to think it's inevitable. He's always put it off. But when you're starting to get to these 55, 50, yep. 49 what? numbers for numerous quarterbacks that he's definitely outperformed thus sure. far, mm -hmm. at some point somebody's going to tell him he should go get his.
there was some I can't remember who we had on earlier in the summer, but they when we one of us asked what are the order of quarterbacks getting paid this summer, and it was always it was going to be Herbert, it was it was going to be Burrow, and then at some point Patrick Mahomes has kind of come back and get his. I don't know if Chiefs do deals during the season, but at some point they're going to make him. If he wants paid. to, though, if, if if Patrick Mahomes wants to, he's he's playing under his value right now. His contract is he obviously could get more money. Travis Kelsey, same thing. That's why getting Chris Jones signed, I think, or giving him an extension is a little tougher when you know these two guys are taking below market value. Sure. Hey, which is awesome, is it? It's admirable. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's how you build a team. But if, team. if Patrick Mahomes wanted to, he could come back to the team and try to and make a stink, whatever you want to call it, and try to get. Hey, I want to. He, Joe Burrow is what, 53, 54 a year? I want 56, 57. Like, it's just going to continue to grow. So, there's people out there that probably don't understand this. There's others that do. So, I'm not acting like this is groundbreaking information. But it's actually not as easy as you would think to take a smaller deal, right. which mm-hmm. sounds mm-hmm. absurd. And the reason why is NFLPA, if a star player takes less money than what he could go get, they're on him and his agent's ass about the precedent that this is setting for the next generation of quarterbacks and players. Like, the weight of the world gets placed on some of these guys' shoulders as they're negotiating contracts. Like, hey, you got to do it for the next class. you got to do it for the next quarterback. you got to reset the bar. So anytime you hear somebody step up and say, hey, you know what? I'll take less. The amount of conversations that they've had to cipher through is very admirable and should be talked about. And Patrick Mahomes is seemingly a guy who's going to remain steadfast about that. And I think that's a beautiful thing because if that number comes down on the QB... Maybe that running back market isn't as. Whoa, there you go. Whoa, I don't want to point out the whoa. the rotat elephant in the room, <laughs> but you know maybe that quarterback one doesn't get as absurd. Maybe there's other money to spread on other parts, and that's what Patrick Mahomes has said. Build a team. Yep. I want to win. Will he remain that way? And it's going to get tough to do so. Well, especially when you know when you talk about the hometown discounts, and then when we first heard of Patrick Mahomes' initial deal, you know when it was reported ten years, five hundred million, and then what a year or two years later, we we heard what the actual number was, and it was like, okay, well that's not anywhere close to what they reported. So he he has been severely underpaid for the last several years. How long can you go when you've won multiple Super Bowls and MVPs, and just be like, okay, I'll be the good guy, I'll take the hometown discount again? Watching quarterback seems like forever. Oh, I mean, yeah, like it feels yeah. like Patrick Mahomes is the guy to do it. Yeah. And con- contract structure, they might give him ten years, a billion dollars, and push it kind of already to the last they four kind of, years. That's where they're at right now. Like they I did, like. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he signed a ten-year deal, didn't he? Yes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like NFL, that does not happen very often. Where there's long, super long-term deals. So he was very team-friendly. So if he wants to, though, he can come back. People getting really creative with the signs. Yes. Yeah. I was waiting for one of those to pop up. Really, <laughs> yeah. really creative with the signs, obviously. This is filling in rather nice. That, yeah. That's very good. high. That, that's concerning, too. If that, sign, that sign's accurate. We should check in on that because well, that's not good. No, so I don't know what the reference he's is. Good. He's good. Sark is a beautiful story, actually. Yes. Yep. Uh, writing some decisions that maybe he had made in the past. And I really appreciate what he's been able to do at Texas because – we were on a call the other week, and I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but like Kirk Herbstreit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he knows everything. Yeah, always. He's just a Rolodex of information. That's why on game day, when I'm sitting in this chair, and he's in this chair, anything I say, like there's a landing zone right next to it that's been doing this for 28 years. He says, if you go and actually look at Texas's records from like 19-whatever till now, Mac Brown had a run. Yep, yeah. yes. But other than that, Texas is like a 
a figment of a, not, he didn't say this, this is what he was pointing out and alluding to, but I was kind of a, alluding, like, it's a figment of your imagination that they are a great football team. Mm-hmm. And then now with Quinn Ewers returning and the depth that they have at seemingly all position, it's like Sark was able to make them good again, you know? Since 2009, this is the first time they were favored to win the Big 12. And we went back and looked through their records. They're, basically, they're barely over 500, I guess, the last 10 years. And then they've kind of become a mockery on the internet with Texas's back. And, like, that's what Sark and, and this squad is, is trying to overcome. Sam Ellinger, good guy. Speaking yeah. of good guy, joining us now is a guy who was a general manager in the NFL. He was a coaching consultant in the NFL. He's an author, a speaker, a guy who has a newsletter, what? a texter, a negotiator, what? a pies on, and a man that will be joining us every single week. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Lombardi. Yeah, it looks like college life is good for you guys, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I didn't bode well in, like, the academia part of college, as everybody knows. I did get passing grades and all that, but the college atmosphere that yeah. we get to feel is so real, you know? It's like yeah. you don't get this anywhere else where they have zero responsibilities. None, people. right. Smoking cigs. None. Yeah. It's like it's you got, great. you got to pass it, classes, all right? There's sure. people out here that are going to do stuff. But it's roll time. Roll. Lombo, it's wild. These kids got no responsibilities, no worries. No, none, none. It's awesome to witness and experience, you know, and remember those days where no bills, no taxes, no, no nothing, nobody to answer to, really. What the hell? We're back, they say, but, like, come on, bro. What the hell is that? AJ Hawk! AJ Hawk! AJ Hawk! AJ Hawk! AJ Give him the horns down, Hawk! Anyways, Jeez. welcome back to the show. Alright. We gotta cover the game. He's obviously a non-biased journalist, but getting a good pop. And there's an AJ Hawk Green Bay Packers jersey, I do believe, out there. We're back. Okay, great to be here. Michael Lombardi's joining us. Uh, so let me go through everything I just said. Okay, it was a yeah. lot. But nobody heard it but the beautiful people here in Tuscaloosa and you. So last night, what the Detroit Lions were able to accomplish doesn't seem like a miracle in a lot of people's eyes at this stage because the Detroit Lions have been able to flip their culture completely behind the scenes. Last half of the season last year, the Detroit Lions outscored everybody in the NFL. 29.7 points per game. That's number one in the league. Last night, Jared Goff outperformed Patrick Mahomes, who had some drops. Is this what we should expect from the Motor City Dan Campbell Lions every single week? And how do you think they went about doing it so quickly up there? Well, I think, look, last night, I don't think they played their A game until the fourth quarter. They were five for 15 on third downs, and they got three of those third downs converted in the fourth quarter. They had 20 plays in the fourth quarter, and they gained over 100 yards, and that's where they won the game. I think their resilience, their toughness is modeled after their head coach, and if you're a Lions fan, you can honestly walk off that field and say, you know, this wasn't our best game. We only scored 14 points offensively against the Chiefs team without Chris Jones, but there's so much more meat on that bone, and we can keep going, and we can continue to go. We did not see as much as Gibbs as we thought we were going to see. So, look, it, it to me, they're a formidable – you go into Kansas City, you win, and I know Kansas City didn't have Kelsey and they didn't have Jones, and Tony and Sky Moore, both players were supposed to be really to pick up the slack. They had eight targets and one catch for one yard. So they were there, but I, I think Detroit's got a lot to – I think Detroit's got a lot to look forward to. 
Big overrated pop from the fans here in Alabama. Oh, as soon as you mentioned that Tony name, yep. you know, because the Florida thing, I think uh, Bama, they were talking about him yep. being the next Tyreek Hill. He had great impact for them last year whenever he joined the team. Super Bowl makes a big play. I assume he's going to bounce back, me personally. Yeah, for sure. I think, uh, I think Tony will bounce back, needed this embarrassment, deleted his ex, will do his thing. Travis Kelsey, though, obviously the key point of the offense. We hope he's back in 10 days with a bone bruise, but who knows? On the other side, Chris Jones up in the suite watching yeah. with his agents. That felt weird to me. I don't know why. Yeah. Did, did, how did you view it? And do you think that maybe was a time where Veach and Chris Jones and his agents, the Katz brothers, were able to sit down and shake their hands? I think the Bosa deal makes it even harder because of Chris Jones. Because you guys alluded to it, and AJ talked about it too, about what do you do with Mahomes? He's significantly underpaid. But what do you do with Kelsey? Kelsey makes $14 million a year. He's not even close to the top receivers in the league, and he's a receiver. So how do you get this? And we haven't seen the Bosa contract, but we know it's over $31 million per year. We know that. That'll be proven once we see it. What do you do with Jones, and how do you ignore Kelsey and Mahomes? I think that's the delicate situation. I think Brett it's 34, Lombo. 34. Yeah. Well, we haven't seen it. That's what they're putting out oh, there, but it might okay. be 34. I, you know, until it comes through the PA and through the NFL system and how it's spread and what it's guaranteed, everything's always different. But, look, let's face it. Trish Jones deserves to get a raise. I agree. I think what was good about last night, Pat, is we're, <laughs> we're talking business. It's like the Godfather. We're not, it's just impersonal. Our disagreements are business-related. Jones wants a raise. The Chiefs need to give him a raise, but they're in a tough spot because they got Mahomes, and they also got Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey had $14 million. I mean, that's he's not even the highest-paid tight end. He should be the highest-paid receiver because that's what he plays. And I think last night proved more than anything, more than anything, they miss Kelsey even more than Jones. Well, that's what I was thinking, too. And I have a lot of we have a lot of respect for Shannon Sharp. A lot. I have yeah. a lot of respect for Shannon Sharp. I actually can't wait to live with him someday Why? and do the Tuesdays uh, on first take with him. Yes. Big fan. He put a tweet out about Stone Cold Jones' value going up from last night. I saw it differently. I, I, Me I, too. Okay. All right. I don't want to be a hater either. That's got to feel good. But it's just no, like, I, I mean, he's a great player, but they they held a Detroit Lion offense, which is really good, to 14 points. Credit Steve Spagnola and those guys. You, if you would have told Andy Reid before the game, we're holding Detroit to 14 points, he says, check, we'll win this game easy. And they lost 21-20. Now, I thought the fourth quarter got rather interesting, some of the decision-making in the fourth. Mm -hmm. When Andy Reid kicked that field goal, and I'm a big field goal kick guy, Hell but yeah. he's up 17-14. Six points in the fourth, going up six in the fourth quarter, to me is like, doesn't do you a lot of good. you got to get that touchdown there because yeah. being up six, you're always on the seesaw. It's like checking into the presidential suite of a hotel at 10 o'clock at night and you got to check out at 7 in the morning. You can't enjoy it. What's the purpose? This bed could be in any room. I agree. Yeah. Actually, you've done that one time. It's so mad, so expensive. Should have just slept on a couch. I appreciate the way you view things, Lombo, because when you break it down, it makes me feel like, oh, that's how... Do you think how all general managers think? Do you think is that why you have had success this? And how do you think Veach handles this? Ultimately, I think, how do you think I think that's Veach's problem. He he wants to pay Jones. He knows Jones. It's, look, the tape doesn't lie. And I said this before on the show. I say it on my show, the Lombardi Line. I say it on all the time. Hell you yeah. can't overpay great players. You can't overpay great players. Like Chris Jones is a great player. You can't. What you get in trouble with is when you overpay a good player. When you overpay somebody and extend, well, we got to have that guy. Oh, we, if we don't have him, we're going to lose. 
Chris Jones is, you can't. Bosa's contract, you can't overpay Bosa. Bosa's worth every nickel of the deal. He changes the game. As Al Davis used to say all the time, he tilts the field. Guys that tilt the field, you got no problem playing. You got no problem paying Joe Burrow. We talked about this on Tuesday. We knew Mike Brown. As Mike Brown is accused of being stingy and cheap, he was going to pay Burrow. There was never a doubt about that. I thought it was ironic he did it on his father's birthday. You think that's on purpose, right? I think so. I really do. Mike Brown's a historian of the game. He he understands it, and I think it, and his father. I wrote about him. His father didn't get enough credit for his impact on the game. I think he did it on his dad's birthday. I wonder if like Joey Burrow's side was like, "We're done here, right?" Brown's like, "Hold on, <laughs> About a week and a half." So yeah, you need to change this wording over here. Uh, okay, dad's birthday. Yep, deal. We're good. Sign Shake it. hands. Okay. Let's go ahead and announce this yeah. thing. Joey's handled this perfectly, I think, the entire time as well. I assume he was kind of being informed where the number potentially was. And he's like, oh, okay, it's Ohio. We're in a good spot. <laughs> congrats to him. He's earned it. And congrats to the Bengals doing business to find the money to pay Joey Burrow because they're going to have to do it again to Jamar Chase. They're going to have to do it again and again to keep it going. But I think they're in the right spot. AJ's got a question for you, Lombo. Yeah, Lombo, speaking of tilting the field, Aiden Hutchinson and that Detroit Lions defense last night obviously played very well in prime time. What do you think of them moving forward? And Do you see this to be a consistent thing for the defense this year? You know, I, I think they've gotten better on defense. Those guys inside have really improved. They're physical. They're tough. I mean, look, they moved Hutchinson inside over that three technique because I don't know what game those referees were watching, but Taylor lined up in the backfield. I mean, I've never seen a guy line up in the backfield like that, right? And they, he could have been called for, and they kept penetrating the A-gaps. I mean, Mahomes got pressured more than you think, and when they kept Mahomes in the pocket, that's when they really excelled. The good part for Detroit is, AJ, is their secondary held up. I mean, look, the Chiefs receivers are not great, but their secondary held up. I think that defense, if they could just be middle of the pack, right, and win situations like they did on third down in the game, they're going to be okay. Tone. Lombo, a lot of people are saying this is the game of the weekend. Obviously, Bosa just got paid. TJ Watt's been paid. They've got quarterbacks who are on smaller contracts. What do you think of the uh, Niners and Steelers game this weekend? You know, I, I've, I've been on the Steelers now. This whole notion about the Steelers preseason is a joke, right? The Steelers have been good since they lost to Cincinnati last year, 37-30. to 30. They stubbed their toe against Baltimore because, because Pickett got hurt yep. and Trubisky came in and threw red zone t- turnovers. But I, I think Pittsburgh's ready to go. I, I think they're physical. I think the challenge is going to be how they handle the positionless offense of the 49ers because that's the challenge, right? That's new football. Guy, McCaffrey's a receiver. No, he's a running back. Devo's a receiver. No, he's a wide re- No, he's a running back. And I think how do you match with that? It's going to be interesting. I, I think it'll be a great game. I have always liked the Steelers and the points. I think a lot of people have taken it. The line keeps moving towards to, down. And anytime you get a home team, anytime you get a home team with points, I think you got to take it. Okay, so I just saw a stat the other day from Hembo on GitHub. Pickett to Pickens had the highest QBR of any quarterback wide receiver pairing of all of the 2022 season. I think it was like 97-6 or something like that, if my brain is still dialed in. We're assuming that Pickens is going to be a guy this year, right? He's about to be top five wide receiver in the NFL this year. I think he's going to take it. I tell everybody in fantasy to jump. He's going to take a giant step up. Look, they're good. I mean, the problem with Pittsburgh's offense is it's not flashy. It's not sexy. Nobody, oh, you know, I mean, Harris. Tone, that's Tone. You're, yeah, this guy's problem. That's, that's right. this guy's yep. fault. Yeah. That's Pittsburgh. You know, 
I, I think they're effective. And Dan Moore, the left tackle, has played well this well, summer. And he's going to have to be, you know, he's going to challenge Bosa. Can Bosa play 70 plays? I don't think that's realistic. I think that's going to be hard. But, look, the 49ers are, are tough on defense. But the one thing we do know, last year they stubbed their toe in openers. They went to Detroit two years ago and gave up a bunch of points against Detroit. Uh, they usually come together later. I, I like Pittsburgh in the game. I really do. Go ahead, Ty. Lombo, another interesting line this weekend. Uh, the Bears, I think, opened Ty, up. Ty, look how cool you look, dude. Ty, look how cool you look. Kevin Spacey. Um, Yo, you look so good, don't you? <laughs> whoa, whoa. Easy. That was way over the line. We, we're not going there. But anyway, uh, the Bears open, I think, is a four-and-a-half or three-and-a-half point favorite over the Packers, and a lot of people are betting the Packers over on the year. I know a couple receivers are hurt, but why do you think the Bears are favorites this weekend when a lot of people are kind of you know trending towards the Packers and their win total over this year? Well, I think the home team certainly, everybody thinks home teams matter on opening day, and they really don't. I mean, against the spread, they're 39-30, they're 38-39-1. and We see, it has not been a 10-win home team in five years. Last year it was 8-8-1. And so I think a little bit of that, plus the Bears, everybody has a belief the Bears are better. And they can, you know, with Fields running the ball and with DJ Moore, they're going to be more explosive. But the Bears have got to prove they can block. Green Bay's front's really good. Green Bay can rush the passer. They're tough against the run. This will be a hard game for them. Green Bay played well last year. I mean, that, look, they held Detroit to 34 points in two games. I, I, this is one of those where I, the line keeps moving. I think it'll be a pick em before the game starts. Okay, let's stay in the NFC North real quick. With what the Lions did last night, obviously we assume they have, in everybody's eyes, optically earned the favorite of the NFC North. Nobody's talking about the Vikings, huh? Nobody. The Vi- why? Because they were so lucky last year with the football yeah. gods? Is that why? Yeah. I, well, I tell everybody Kevin O'Connell's not allowed to go in any casino in Las Vegas because they'll make him go broke. He's so lucky. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's, you know, I mean, Kirk Cousins had eight, eight fourth quarter comebacks last year. Think about that. Eight. He, he, that, that wasn't, nobody was close to him in that category. Look, I think they'll be better with Brian Flores on defense. They're really good on offense. I think Madison's a good back. I don't think he's Dalvin Cook, but I don't think there's a big difference. Justin Jefferson is still a really good player for them. And Addison gives them another receiver. Look, I think they're going to be good. Now, you know, they got a tough game against Tampa Bay. Everybody is, everybody thinks Tampa and the points is a good play here. I don't know how well Tampa will be offensively, but defensively, Tampa will be a tough team. Doug Conman, last question for you, Lombo. Lombo, obviously the Burrow contract just got done. We were talking about the possibility of what Mahomes might get. Is that going to happen soon? And then with Bosa getting done, is that going to help Stone Cold, Chris Jones, and the Cats brothers who are from the Jersey Boardwalk, it seems? (laughs) Yeah, uh, I I think it's going to make it harder because I think the whole conversation about about the Bosa deal is, you know, they're going to say, Chris, you're a defensive tackle. Quentin Williams was done at $24 million. And he's going to say, yeah, but Aaron Donald's at 31 and I had as good as year as Aaron Donald. I need to get as much as Bosa. I think that created more conflict in the negotiation. I would think they'd get it done, but they're going to have to go to – if I were the GM of the Chiefs, I'd go to Kelsey and say, look, man, i got to take care of you. I'm going to throw you some bones here. You need some more skin. You have been the most selfless player in the NFL. It's remarkable. And also, you got to do something with Mahomes. I mean, you're going to have to figure this out. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things to figure out. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Uh, but if it was announced that Chris Jones's deal takes place, and at the same time Travis Kelsey gets a raise, two of your guys get a raise at the same time, 
That feels like that's good mojo towards yeah. the football gods. Yeah, for sure. But that sets a precedent, right? That sets a precedent, yeah. and now that's like kind of how everything goes. That's why Veach is hesitant to do the deal, or why do you think it is such well, a... I think in this new football, Pat, you got to do it. I think you can't take that approach that, well, we don't redo the deals until the end of the deal. Look, it's an ever-flowing market, and when you see a great player, and, and I mean, Veach drove home last night realized that she's... We really need Kelsey. Oh, my God. Without Kelsey, we're just a pedestrian offense. And Patrick Mahomes, as great as he is, he did not look like the Patrick Mahomes we know without that great receiver. You got to pay the guy. You got to pay him. I mean, look, $14 million for, for Kelsey? Are you kidding me? What? I mean, what? you got to pay him. Hey, uh, Lombo, better the weekend for you. Here you we think? go. Better the weekend. You know, that's a great I love the Miami Dolphins, and here's why I like the okay, Miami Dolphins. Okay, Gumpy! about it? I like the Miami Dolphins because Vic. if you go back to Vic Fangio, head coach of the Denver Broncos, he takes a team that's not playing very well into Dallas, and they're playing great. And he kicks the butt out of the Dallas Cowboys, and basically they score two meaningless touchdowns in the fourth quarter. I think he understands Kellen Moore's offense. I think he'll understand how to attack him. I think his defense will play really well, and I think McDaniel will run the football. I like Miami. I'm getting three points. I can't beat it. The other one I think is a sneaky play, and the line is moving away from it. It was five in the Rams. People will say you're crazy, Lombardi. The Rams. Let me give you a little fact here. The Rams. The Rams last year they played John Wolford and they played Baker Mayfield against Seattle. In those two games, their defense turned over Seattle. Geno Smith, he only had 11 interceptions. They turned him over five times on interceptions in those two games. Plus, plus, they had the combined total of the scores were seven points. It's usually a close game when they play, and I think Stafford will play well. All right, Rams and Dolphins is who Lombo likes. We'll keep an eye on how your season starts. We appreciate yeah. you starting the season Thanks, with us, guys. brother. You got it, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Lombardi. Hey, Lombo. Lombo. There was some stuff going on out here. Yeah, how that conversation was taking place. I seen this ball. I saw that hoop. I had to throw a couple out there. Got to do but it. What we need to remind people is that at some point today, this guy yep. right here, A.J. Hawk, will be shooting four basketballs at that hoop right there. Hell yeah. There will be four kids that will have their tuition up on the line. Woo. A.J., if he makes all four, all four of them will pay their tuition for him. Wow. If he makes the first one, whoever's assigned to the first one, that should probably happen in the next hour or so. Nick Saban will join us at 2 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock local. And I do believe these fans are going to go bananas for that. Speaking of going bananas, Mac Brown is not happy with the NCAA. No, no, he's not. And we're in Tuscaloosa because of the Alabama-Texas game that's taking place on Saturday evening here at Brian Denny Stadium, which is going to be an electrifying atmosphere. But the NCAA is in an interesting situation. The NCAA has less power than it's ever had in its entire being. Now, it used to be the heavy hand in every conversation. And remember, they would use the word that they made up amateurism as the reason for why common sense things couldn't happen for players in the NCAA divisions. So now that NIL has taken place, it kind of kicks them out, even though they're digging back into the files to find when NIL wasn't legal, did anybody do any NIL stuff, we will still punish them. With what they're doing in North Carolina, these fans are chanting it, 
free Tez Walker for a reason. This is the dumbest yep. thing mm -hmm. that the NCAA has maybe ever done. I'm not saying it's the worst thing they've ever done, but maybe it's the dumbest thing they've ever done. We have players that are playing in college football for as long as it would take to become a doctor. Mm -hmm. There's eight eight year seniors mm -hmm. taking place with red shirt, blue shirt, gray shirt, COVID year, yep. COVID year, transfer year, bounce year. Oh, I'm a doctor now. And I'm a senior on the football field. There's people moving from school to school for what Tez had to do at his first school central. They didn't even step foot on campus or play football. How was that counting as a football year? They didn't play football. So he transfers from there to Kent State, does well. Kent State's entire coaching staff, head coach says, you know what, I'll go be an offense coordinator somewhere else. Yep. <laughs> I don't, I'm a head coach here, but I want to be offense coordinator in Colorado. A team that had one win last year. Yeah. I want to go be offense coordinator. Now it's prime. I understand that's a great yeah. opportunity. And he's coaching Shador, and Shador's thrown for 500 yards. I understand the decision, but Tez doesn't know that. So Tez now transfers out of there because his coaches are gone. He goes to North Carolina, a great program. Yep. Back closer to home. Has family members that are sick. Yeah. And the NCAA says, well, you can't do that because you spent your one transfer, you see, from that first school you went to to Kent State. This would be your second transfer for in undergrad, the rules clearly state, it's like the rules don't matter. The rules have been changing for literally the last four years, end over end. Oh, you can actually have another year in school because of COVID. Was that a rule? Was that a rule at any I don't point? Think so. No. How about the transfer postgrad? Well, you used to have to sit out, now you can do it. Now you can move however you want. It makes no sense that you're not letting this dude play. And it does feel like you're personally attacking him. And it's stupid. At some point, though, and Tone, you were listening to the... Cover three pod. This morning, and they basically said... They said, like, does the NCAA have the power, or can he just go out and play? Like, what happens if him and Mac Brown say, who cares? Let's just go out and play. What's the NCAA going to do? What could they do? Can, it, can they take him off the field? Like, if he comes out to warm-ups, is someone going to come out and grab him? Could you imagine the NCAA security comes out? Oh, oh, got a badge on? You're coming with me. <laughs> You're coming with me. You're not allowed on this football. Who the refs would have to put that in place? Exactly. Who would it be? Who was there, who was there that could sanction him, that could come out there and last say, no, week, you can't do it? Last week, Shane Beamer, head coach of South Carolina, they said, we don't care if the guy plays or whatever. Nope. It's like nobody cares. This is not making anybody happy. Makes no sense. Well, it's bullshit and the president of it. Like, if this happens next year with another unbelievable player that might want to go and play at a different school, especially going from Kent State to North Carolina, like that's a big jump. So if he can really play well in North Carolina, probably change in the trajectory of his life and you know his family's lives. But also, if those people who represent the NCAA try and pull you know the wide receiver off that field, Mac Brown might fight them. He might that's actually try. Not happy. No, he, he might. Miles Garrett, helmet in hand, Smart. bonk both yeah. their heads. Oh, yeah. Mason Rudolph experience Boom. at one time. Mason didn't deserve that though. Well, the rest would would deserve that. that well, we don't know who said. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot of different discussions about what led to that. He deserved it. That was uh, Nick Moraldo in the truck. Back. <laughs> yeah, he's Steelers fan. Well, obviously. You mentioned it too. Like, it's not like he's just transferring around, bouncing from place no. to place. Like, they grant waivers for this kind of stuff all the time. It seems like if someone has, like, you know, a family member or someone close to him who's like sick and they need to move home and kind of help take care of them, they literally pick and choose who they want to kind of grant this kind of stuff to. And it's almost like they woke up one morning and were just like, ah, you know what? Let's just let's just screw this kid's career up. Let's just, let's do that. Yeah. Why? What's the purpose? No idea. What's the purpose? Nobody happy about it. You're taking a great player out of the game, and you're looking like a bunch of power-hungry corporate fat cats. Yeah, you that's are. right. 
and I understand that we're tough to take serious because you know, <laughs> I'm wearing sunglasses right now and a tank top. That guy's got a sick elephant shirt on. Roll Tide. With an incredible mullet. This guy's head is larger than three heads combined in most states and right. tones his thing. But, like, Howdy. we're on a campus right now that loves college football. Yep. And college football is something that everybody loves on every campus. So for the NCAA to continue to try to take away happiness and joy in a world that doesn't need it, a world that doesn't, an opportunity, in a world that doesn't need that gone, you're just a bunch of assholes, dude. That's what you look like, yep. and there's no reason for it. They're based in Indianapolis, too. That's oh. right. Yeah, we should maybe uh, take a little visit. All right, how about this? I make this shot. He's allowed to play. Okay. okay. Deal. There. Deal. That's a lot of pressure. Shake hands. You got it. Guys, I tried one more. Bonus ball, bonus ball, bonus ball. Oh, not a oh, no. bad. Oh, Noodle no. arm. It was, it was kind of his fault. It was his, yeah. certainly his yeah. fault, but he's going to get bullied for that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, probably. Ty mentioned it. Noodle arm on national TV. Ooh. All right, stop playing. Yeah, it's not meant to be. So, like, the universe just said, yeah, you know the NCAA. Yeah. Once they take a stand, they're going to take a stand now. This weekend, the New England Patriots will be honoring Ooh. Tom Brady. Hell yeah. And I think that is a beautiful thing because, as Bob Kraft said, the Patriots fans weren't able to say goodbye. Good point. And if you remember why, it was because old Johnny Foxborough was getting <laughs> run out of time at that time. Yep. And the big conversation was Tom Brady hates Bill Belichick, and Bill Belichick hates Tom Brady. Yep. Now, there was a lot of people that were saying that. There was people that were going outside the organization to get sources inside the organization to say, yeah, that's true. Since then, Tom and Bill both have come out and said that's not true at all. The way we handle our business, how we handle our business, we get along, we appreciate and respect each other. But with how he was being portrayed publicly, everybody had to take a side. Boston Connor said, I hope Tom Brady is never happy again in his entire life. I did yep. say that. Tom Brady brought this guy six parades, yep. six of the greatest days of his life. He immediately changed and said, I'm on Team Belichick because Belichick will never leave us. Yep. That was not the case behind closed doors, but publicly it was. And it made everybody kind of, especially with mass holes the way they act, yes. just shoo Tom yeah. down to South Florida. Yeah, get out. And say, not South Florida, but down to Florida. Now you guys get a chance to say thank you. What do you think it'll be like this weekend, and do you appreciate this happening the way it's happened? Yeah, I think it's awesome because Bob Kraft nailed it. We, there really wasn't a goodbye for Patriots fans. It was the complete opposite. Yeah, it was yeah. one of those things where you go into the offseason, okay, Tom will resign, we'll you know, have a great year next year, and then all of a sudden he's posting the photo of the black and white. Is he walking into Foxborough? Is he walking out of Foxborough? When he was in the tunnel, turns out that was a Hulu commercial. Thanks, Tom. But it really, when you look at the whole thing, it's always going to be different because they won a Super Bowl or because Tom won a Super Bowl in Tampa. It's not tainted by any you know, means. And I do love Tom Brady again, and it took me a long time to get there because, boy, I hated his guts. You, you mentioned it. I did genuinely never want him to smile for the rest of his life after he left the Patriots, and it, it was a massive bummer. But you can't you know, just discredit everything he did do for New England. The whole entire, entire reason... The New England region, Boston, the Revolution region, if you will, 
is the way they are. You could argue because of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick and the success they had for 20 years. So I love it. I think it's going to be special. I think it's going to be you know, one of those moments that you look back and say, man, I'm glad that we got that. 20 of his family members going. I don't know if that includes Giselle or not. I do. I'm assuming probably yeah, yeah. not. I, 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 don't I don't see know. the point. Maybe if that jiu-jitsu guy It's a family know. event. Well, if she gets a plus one. Comes yeah, if the jiu-jitsu instructor comes. Yeah, yeah, yeah we don't know. Question. It's a unique way. Together. I was thinking maybe they hang a banner of that picture that he posted this year with his junk out on the yacht. Yes. Yeah, they're yeah, 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 Can we get these guys some water? Yeah, yeah. some water in here. I think we got, got a hose. I think we got, hey, I will let you know, I definitely purchased cases of water for this exact month. Yeah, I thought we walked cool. by him. Yeah, I see Foss. Door Gas is getting, getting after it as we speak. Just them out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll throw them out. Yeah. There we go. Throw them out there. Hey, we... It is hot as hell. It's coming. It yeah, it's, it it's coming around the corner here. This is Fosso. Yeah. Mike Foss, Senior Vice President at ESPN. Wow. Handing out waters. Oh, Handing out waters. Hey, baby, Fosso. Also known as gas money. Foss, fossil fuel. Fossil fuel. Leads to gas. That baby Foss. Michael Foss Bender. That was tats right there. Those tats. That jockness, senior vice president at ESPN. That's a mess around. No job too small. Nope. But this is what I'm talking about. People, you know, and I'm not, there's a lot of people from ESPN that are listening to this, obviously, now. Sure. Sure. Maybe. ESPN had a uh, reputation, I think, for a while. A lot of sports fans, not all, obviously, but a lot of sports fans felt like ESPN potentially didn't appreciate their fanhood anymore. We want to let everybody know. That, that is not the sense that we are getting from the people that are being put into positions to make most. You're talking about people that love sports. Oh, yeah. Love. Like this Fosso guy played in the MLS. Yep. Whoa! MLS. Soccer player. But he's the guy that uh, every time <laughs> I have a conversation with somebody at ESPN. Yep. And it goes poorly. They all go into his office, mm-hmm. and he's just got to take it right on the ship. Yeah, uh-huh. big time. So we love Foss. We appreciate Foss. And Foss is giving water to And a baby Foss. Oh. go, gas. It is hot as shoot. It is hot as shit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, great. I mean, we got a good crowd going. Man, not bad. In the middle of the day with classes, too? No, but look, I mean, I would not be standing out. That looks so Why hot. do we take the tops off and we give them to people so they can't fill it up and throw it? What is yeah, it? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. So you don't get hit in the back of your big head? That, I mean, I assume that would happen at some point. Caps on the ground, you know, just taking care of the environment. Good they point. care about it Got down it. here in right. Alabama. That is really good. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to the program here as we 
find our way back to the set that has been pieced together for tomorrow's college game day that we are lucky to be talking on for the last hour and the next two here in beautiful Tuscaloosa, Alabama, the site of Texas Bama this weekend where obviously Kirk and Fowler will be on the call. We'll be roaming on the side. There Love that. Love that. Love that. We'll be on a sideline calling the game yep. on ESPN2. That should be an absolute blast. What we've been learning about these teams is we got some good football teams coming. Oh, yeah. Right. Hell yeah. And also the environment is going to be crazy. There's a little pettiness taking place, too, if you've been keeping up on the Internet. Last year, I guess, Texas placed Alabama's family and band in the very tippy top of their stadium. Yep. So this year, to return the favor, Alabama did the same thing to Texas. They are at the tip of the top tier. I guess it is really. Can't do that. Can't do that. Get good right now. The guy, guy doing the muting of the show uh, up there in Bristol is. How are they? Is that, they were saying duck. Right. Yeah. Like. Like Texas like, is duck in Alabama. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Ducks on the pond. This is AJ Hawk, Tone Diggs, Ty Schmidt, Boston Connor. In a truck back over there is Foxy, Zito, and Nick Morado, and ESPN folks, who I assume are very worried about this entire operation. Yeah, oh, not too for sure. We are very thankful to be here for everybody that's set up, including the camera people and everybody operating here. Thank you so much for your time and effort to get this set early. Because normally this one game day. Yep, that's right. So now we're asking them a whole yep. 24 hours in advance. Can you just yeah. thank you, team? Thank, thank you, guys. Team. Love you, team. Check ball, ball game. <laughs> thank you, guys. Big Matt. Um, who would we be if we didn't start hypothesizing about things around the NFL? Mm-hmm. When I say Geno Smith in the Seattle Seahawks had the number one offense in the NFL yep. last season. You would say to yourself, wow, I didn't remember that. You know why we didn't remember that? Because we didn't talk about the Seattle Seahawks at all. Nope. Haven't talked about them at all. Nope. In the NFC West, it's really just Niners talk, Niners talk, Niners talk. Is there anybody else out there that we think could potentially contend? Because if you look at the Bosa deal, you're looking at a team that is going all the way in. Not just a little bit. No, no. We're talking about the highest paid uh, defensive end, running back. You're talking about top three highest paid tackle, top three highest paid wide receiver and linebacker and safety fullback. and fullback. You're talking yep. everywhere. There's money everywhere for the Niners. Is that why we don't talk about any of the other teams in the NFC West? Or what do you think that's all? As far as the Seahawks, when I was doing the research this week, I forgot they went three and six down the stretch. So I think like Oh, there's guys. those teams that finish the season hot and we carry that in the next season. The Seahawks weren't one of them, but like there's no reason their offense shouldn't be better because they had two rookie offensive tackles. They had, a, they had a rookie running back. They brought in JSN at wideout. And if Geno gets a second year in this system as a starter, there's no reason why the offense shouldn't actually be better this year. Could you imagine they don't win with the Niners don't win? Ooh, oh, I mean, the, yeah, the Niners absolutely, roster. they have to win. They absolutely have Could to win. Could you imagine if they Bosa don't, in camp now. Could you imagine if they don't? I mean, it, yeah, it's definitely it's the NFL. It's tough to win every game, as they like to say. But you look at the roster; it's yeah, almost can't just imagine. It's loaded at every position. Yeah, can't the defense imagine. seems like a scary thing to, to go against every. They brought in game. Hargrave and got better there. Exactly, like yeah. everywhere they are, they're unbelievable. Like if they're healthy and Brock Purdy plays well, and you know he doesn't get his arm bent back and touching his butt, then there's a chance that they do go all the way. This if year. they don't win, though, do you think that Shanahan and Lynch, like the hot seat, really starts yeah. to amplify? Got an owner if they don't win, as in what? Though? What does that mean? If they don't win, 
I, I think they got to win. I think Edison yeah. Championship at least. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, I think they got to. Oh, what? I think they got to win the Super Bowl. That's what I think so, too. That, really? that at least point. make it. Bosa, whenever he officially signed his deal this morning, first of all, properly jocked. Ridiculous. So jocked. Not a beer gut. So yeah. jo- Like, in his selfie video he had, his traps were touching his, like, <laughs> temple. Yeah. 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 It was... He looked phenomenal. He said he's excited to be a Niner for life, and he wants to win championships here. That's what they're talking about. That's what the owner's talking about. Yeah, look at him. He's a built-in cowboy caller. Dude, it's unbelievable. Absurd. Look how handsome that guy is. Wow. Eyes on. Tall, strong. So good at football. Wide. His granddaddy. Wide. Was what, security guy? Oh, yeah. yeah tough he, guy, right? He was, he was security for Capone and then also yep. made a name for himself. Kept that Tommy gun on his hip. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is his actual grandfather? Yeah, Tommy Batts. Tom, I think his name was Tommy Batts, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Joey Batts, Gino said. <laughs> oh, See? Get this right. I, got, same well, I love the Bosa family. I appreciate them. But if they don't win, what an interesting little run here. Because the Trey Lance trade is in the middle of that. Yep. yep. So if they were willing to give all that up to get to three... What other player could they have got? A ton. Oh, my or, God. You know? The yeah. list is, yeah, yeah it's Jamar. It's Everyone. Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Penny Sewell. Like, it's a ridiculous list of players that were uh, picked right after. I think half of them or most of them were all pro bowlers already. It's, it's ridiculous. And I don't want to dive in too much into the negative, so let's flip to the positive. Jerry Jones has launched yes. his own AI. Come on. At the AT&T Stadium. In, yep. In Arlington, Texas. That's yeah. right. Yep. Fort Worth, Texas. Mm-hmm. In between Somewhere the two. in the triangles. Yeah. yeah. They're in the middle. I think it's Irv- Irving, Ir- Arlington, uh, Irving. Ir- oh. Irvington. I don't it's know. It's not in Dallas. It's outside of Dallas. Yes. Frisco? Jerryville? Jerry- well, yeah, because Fort-, Fort Worth is here and Dallas is here. And he put that son of a bitch right in right there. Right here. And okay. then yeah. da- Dallas Fort Worth is that airport you hear about. And it's either, it's north. There's yeah. like, and his is right in the middle of all the humans. Jerry Jones, masterclass business yeah. all the time. Now, yep. will he ever have a team that wins again is certainly a question mark. And this year is supposed to be the year that it happens. Shout out to Cowboys Giants on Sunday Night Football. We're going to learn a lot. And shout out to Jerry Jones saying, even when I'm dead, you're going to be able to ask me questions. Mm-hmm. They installed an AI Jerry Jones <laughs> that you can ask questions to, and he will give you well-thought-out answers too. Yeah. Whenever I think about this... I think that he is doing this so that when he dies, he can still give post-game press conferences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think when he dies, he'll still be able to run the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. And when he dies, people will understand that Jerry Jones is still the man of the Cowboys. That's what I'm thinking, and I appreciate it. He's playing chess at all times. Yeah, absolutely. And I know it was just only a tiny morsel, but the story he tells oh. about why he named, you know, gave the naming rights to AT&T because he absolutely loved what Alexander Graham Bell did for the telephone. Yep. I mean, it was, it was mesmerizing. America. AT&T is America, okay? That's what he said. Yeah, well, because yeah. he's... I mean, I, how many responses does this thing have? Is there a It's an AI. Can, so, okay, so yeah. it's, it'll, it'll continue Unlimited. to grow What are you asking him? Yeah. Hey, can, Chair, what, how do you feel about... I mean, know? I have thousands and thousands hey, Jerry, of questions what's going for Jerry on over Jones. There? Yeah. Yes, yeah. AI Jerry Jones, I have hey, even more. Jerry, what's your DoorDash order? You know, there's there's plenty of things that you I would be interested to see what he says to that. Hey, Jerry... My friend AJ here wants to know if it's uh, wet wipes or standard toilet paper. <laughs> Boom. Beautiful question. Yeah. Now he's got bidet. He's got those fancy toilets that are $10,000 oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. in his yacht. He takes a shower, he said. Yeah, he probably did that really, like, though, so Stephen oh, you know, Jones can ask him questions once he is dead and gone. Yeah. Like, Dad, what the hell do I do about this? Right yeah, now? he's still a 
mentor. That's a good Boom. question. Can you ask football questions to AI I Jerry once he's gone? Like Kendall Roy wishes he yeah, had that. Yeah, that could Jerry. be a weapon. Yeah, can I? Should we pay Micah Parsons again? Like that's probably what he's going to be reaching out to his dad. What is Jerry's it? still going to be alive then? What do you even? I hope. I hope. Hey, look, Jesus! Don't put the guy in the ground already. I hope he's healthy <laughs> forever. Let's go to another team, a team that was originally proposed to be the America's team, and people forget about oh, yeah. this. That at one point. The NFL went to Rooney, the founder of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and said, hey, your team is beloved seemingly by everybody. We're trying to make a marketing push. Do you want to be known as America's team, the Pittsburgh Steelers? And old Rooney Sr. said, nah, we're Pittsburgh's team. We are not America's team. And then all of a sudden that got pitched to the Dallas Cowboys, and the Dallas Cowboys became America's team. And Jerry Jones was certainly the right owner to go ahead and get that in his back pocket and run with it. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are doing something different this year than they've done through their entire history of being Pittsburgh. They roped off the logo in the middle of the locker room. Do not walk on that logo. Tone, why was this happening to begin with? People were coming in and just going, here's the Steelers oh, logo. That's a really good question, but the great Minka Fitzpatrick put an end to that, baby. Alabama great. He knows leadership. and. There is a vibe in that locker room and a vibe in that city that hasn't been there in uh, quite a time there. And it, it is exciting to be a Steelers fan. There's a couple Steelers fans here. There's the work that Minka Fitzpatrick did. Put the, um, the v- those have a name, and the name was in the tweet. Stanchions. There it is. What, what is it? Stanchions. S-T-A-N-C-H-I-O-N-S. Stanchions. Airport line stanchions. That stanchions is the VIP at the club. Okay. It is the red carpet. It is yep. the movie theater. Movie theater. Okay. Stanchions. That's right. Hell yeah, learned that just yesterday. But Minka Fitzpatrick doing that makes me feel like these Steelers are pride to be Pittsburgh Steelers. So, mm-hmm. And they got talent. It's going to be a problem. Yeah, of course they have a lot of pride. Minka is amazing. But I want to know why. Like, <laughs> geez, why is he just doing this now? Have people been stomping all over that logo for a long time? The, 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 I don't know how long they've been doing it, but the story was he was tired of seeing footprints all over the logo. So he decided I to guess put an end to it. I get it, but some people can take it a little over the top as well. What do you mean? You, you oh, leadership. You gotta tiptoe around your whole locker room and crawl on the ceiling because you can't step on a dumb logo that takes up some more. That's not this That is the most iconic logo in sports, first and foremost. I'm not talking about the Steelers person. I'm talking about other places sometimes. They'll have a logo the size of this whole state. Okay, you can't walk anywhere, guys. It's not some Mickey Mouse locker room, okay? There's plenty of room to walk. That's what I'm saying. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers. They can easily walk around. They don't need stanchions. Or whatever you call it, stanchions. Jeez, oh, disrespecting those two now. This guy's yes, in a, I am. This guy's in 120 degrees, skipping class. Been out here for three hours. Uh-huh. You see him twirling that terrible towel? Some dumb logo. It's not just a dumb logo. I didn't you say think the dumb logo. elephant statue that I said, huh? roaring out from huh? the University of Alabama? Some dumb, dumb logo. logo. The players are dumb smart dumb enough logo. to not step on the logo. Parker, you disrespectful. Yes. If you say, hey, guys, we're not stepping on the logo anymore. That's all it takes. Yeah, but the media wasn't listening. Yeah, you're boom. right. I think you it was Mark Caboli's feet. You're, honestly, yeah, it probably was the media because the media probably locked the rooms. That's a real thing. What are you going to spit on the terrible towel? I would tell the media, hey, this is off limits, guys. you got to figure it out. We are getting more information here. It was the media that was stomping their Big dumb thing. Yeah, there you go. Caboli. A legendary. Please FaceTime Mark Caboli. Yeah. This is the first time we're doing this on ESPN. That's right. Here we wait, go. For those that haven't seen the show, wait until you see who's on the other side Hopefully. of this FaceTime. <laughs> Never forget him. He is a weapon of mass destruction. Yes. Well, wait. The disrespectful Pittsburgh media stepping on that logo. They, they that's should surprising. Know that. They do know better. But that's not always a thing. Bunch of new school dudes. Oh, oh. that's a good shot. Is that Alabama, that man? It's getting a little breezy. It is. 
Oh, is that Alabama man with the rammer? Rammer jammer, rammer, jammer. Oh yeah. Same thing, right? Oh yeah, rammer jammer. Nacho, nacho, nacho. I gotta say macho. Poncho, nacho, macho, 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 poncho, 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 poncho. Poncho. Poncho? Poncho's buddy lefties. Might be Ponches. Think about people watching this. Uh, yeah. yeah. No what idea. What's going on? Never yeah. watching again either. Definitely not. No chance. Right. Anyways, Mark Caboli did not answer. That's on him. Oh, the elephant's here. Trunky? Oh my god, there's a bank. There's a hey! There's a dumb logo! Yeah. Go step on him, Hawk! Go ahead, go kick him in the face! Oh. Now, with that being said, let's talk about some NFL football. <laughs> <laughs> I assume Caballi didn't answer again? No, answer no. no. Son of a... He's napping. Uh, we're back. Hold on. Another uh, 20, 25 seconds. Caballi's going to clean up, freshen up. And get ready. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Nice. Perfect. He was Perfect. taking a poop with his shirt off. Woke, woke him up from a nap. Got it. Oh! oh. 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 Good hands in the crowd. Gee, some of these signs. All right, God. let's remember what we were talking about. A lot has happened. An elephant, a yeah. pant, a couple shots. Yep. Stepping on the logo. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers media yeah. are just a group of disrespectful yep. people yeah. who walk into the Pittsburgh Steelers locker room and go, where's that Steelers logo? Where's that thing that we're covering and make a living off of? Oh. <laughs> And Minka Fitzpatrick yep. had to get stanchions, a word that we've obviously known for a long time, little ropes, to rope off the logo so the Pittsburgh media wouldn't continue to disrespect it. Joining us now is a member of the Pittsburgh media. Whoa. For The Athletic, a guy who's been covering the Steelers for a long time, friend of the program, but I don't think this is a babyface move if what we're hearing is true. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Caboli. Hey, Caboli. Mark, good morning. Good morning, Mark. Thank you for joining us. What the hell is going on? Minka Fitzpatrick needs to lock you guys off and disrespecting the logo? You know, I, I don't even know about it's us or not. I, I'm going to blame that on the uh, fellow players. Whoa! Whoa! Let me tell you a story. Um, when they have 90 guys on the roster, they have to bring in uh, okay. alternate or extra locker rooms, and they place it right behind that. So when it's right behind it, tend to walk on it and stuff like that. Okay. You know, oh, okay. It was, it was the guys okay. that got cut. It was I'll, the guys that aren't Steelers. Uh, yeah. They were pissed. I've they stepped stomped. on it a couple of times in my life. No! This, is, this, is, this is my Mark. theory. This is my theory, and I don't know what you guys have been talking about, but you know what? <laughs> you. <laughs> if they didn't want me to step on it, it probably shouldn't be on the ground. Oh, right? Whoa. All right. Whoa. Ladies and gentlemen, that was whoa. Mark Foley. Yeah, Thank you, Mark. Go. It's a tiny circle, too. It's not that big. <laughs> what are we doing? What if they didn't want us dancing, keep <laughs> yeah. us out of the end zone. Exactly That's what right. he said. Michael Bowie, if they didn't want me walking on it, don't put it on the ground. <laughs> what an answer. Make it Fitzpatrick said, I'm sick of it. Yeah. I'm sick of it. It can't happen. Mark Caboli's rolling around on this thing every single day. Thank you for making time. What do you, AJ, do you still stand by your dumb logo? Hmm. Whatever you know? guys said, you didn't you put words we on said, I never said, said it. I never said, it. said a dumb logo. Yeah, you did. Never once in my Basically. life. Basically. <laughs> I understand now, Make it Fitzpatrick. I understand why he did Thank that. You. Because Caboli obviously puts this on the players, which is a shame. Like I players bet the players got cut. The players I'm, got cut. Players got cut. Maybe they did cutting. Maybe a couple of them spit and stomped on because they wanted to go to another team. But Let's wrap it's up still a stories. tiny little thing. It's a tiny little logo, though. Respect tiny. it. I would. Damn it. Yeah, I would. 
It's not the size That's of the logo. That's a Patriot fan. That's all That's you need right. to do, yeah. I mean, it's easy. Hey, guys, we don't walk in the logo. That's all it takes. You're one of the great franchises in the NFL. Thank respect you. it just Amazing. a little. I respect you. One great. time. Zito said the elephant's really getting down out there on a car. But... Oh, oh, nice. Oh, That's inappropriate. The, That's the blue moves. Yeah, the blue hump, right? Yeah, they got to let the hips kind of do their thing there. Why do they know, this is kind of like a tailgate. It feels like it's a little pep rally. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Show's not, you know, certainly able to stay on any tracks because <laughs> it's tough to talk it is. about anything but what's going on here. But we got to be professional. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we got to stay locked in. Ooh. We got to talk about things that are happening in the NFL world that people expect us to talk about. For instance, Saints rookie quarterback, Jake Hayner, mm. yeah. suspended six games this guy. Yeah. Jakey. And we only know him from a photo shoot that he did on the internet. If yep. you haven't seen it, look it up. This man can work a camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is handsome. And the reason why he was so handsome, the NFL says, is because he's taking stuff you're not allowed to take while playing in the NFL. He, though, came out and said he has no idea how this comes about. He has no idea how he got a positive. Nothing he's taking has anything in it. Which leads to this conversation, AJ. Players are responsible for what they put in their body. That's what the NFL says. Mm-hmm. But the supplement thing isn't a like examined thing by the government. Mm-hmm. So whenever they put the ingredients of supplements on there, they can just conveniently <laughs> leave things out. That that's the handsome guy that uh, is suspended. He's on PEDs. You can tell. Yeah. Look at that bicep. Look at that bicep. We could tell that he's on something. But he said something that a lot of people, including my friends, have said that they had no idea what they were putting in had in their body had anything illegal in it. That's something I think that has to get figured out. Doesn't feel like it's a conversation as much these days, but it's a real problem. Like this guy, rookie quarterback. He can't be just getting suspended and still have an NFL career. That could cost him his entire livelihood here going forward. It's a dumb thing that's been a problem for a long time. And although those photos are awesome, I think it's a good thing to talk about here. Yeah, it is. And that's the thing the NFL will tell you. Like the day you get there, hey, you are responsible for whatever is in your body. You could say, oh, I didn't know it was a tainted supplement. Great. We understand. You're still suspended. That sounds like the case here. You didn't really know what it was. But there is different ways the NFL tries to work it out to where you could send the supplement in, get it tested, all of that stuff. Very difficult to stay on track here with this amazing crowd. These guys are awesome. But unfortunately, six games for Hayner. I'm sure he already appealed and did not get it. That's why it is public, and he'll be out six weeks. I think they're calling that guy handsome. I, I, yeah. What are they calling you? Pat, Pat, Pat is, is handsome. Pat is yeah. handsome. Oh, hey. Do some push-ups or something That's for him. Southern hospitality. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know what Jake Hayner was putting in his body, but I assume I'm using shade. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can I mean, see his armpit here. We, he started putting something we talk here. about this with baseball. How come you guys aren't allowed to put whatever you want in your bodies? So there is something about people dealing with shady folks that are creating bad stuff and automatically sure. ruining what is on in your insides. Mm-hmm. But whenever it's a constant game of, like, athletes trying to get better and then the NFL trying to catch up to them, you're going to run into some sketchy situations with scientists trying to create something that's not detectable. I think there should be some things that are allowed that make your life and your body better personally. I did not play a position that needed it, though, so I'm not necessarily the right guy to talk about it. But if there's something that has been proven to not be terrible for your body, nowhere near as bad for your body long-term as, let's say, painkillers or Mm -hmm. any Toradol or anything else that goes into your body, I feel like there should be a conversation about maybe a little bit of a benefit, especially if we're going to 18 games. I think I think we're at that point, don't you, to where the NFL is open to looking at other options for everything because we have had people with all kinds of issues with yep. pills and all that stuff. As far as dealing with pain, I think they are starting to have those conversations. I think that's starting to turn a little bit. I hope so, man. I do, honestly, because some of the stuff that they test for 
could probably benefit guys a lot more sure. than most of the stuff that people are failing for. It's just, it feels like we're at a time of change in a lot of things. This is certainly one of them. Well, and how often is it like where guys will be taking something for six years in a row and then all of a sudden, you know, the start of the season, all oh, this is on the ban list now. And then it's like, you got to change it. Like that, I assume that happens all the time too. Yeah, you, yeah it's on, the, it's the player's responsibility to be alert and know, hey, this is a new, something new popped up. I could be, this could be a problem for But I will say, I didn't That's know tough. about that deer antler stuff. No idea. That was a hell of a play by whoever. I, there was a lot of people taking that deer yeah. antler spray. Ray Lewis, right? You know, got popped for it, but he was the face of it. Yeah, yes. it was. I, did there he was, get suspended for it, or was it not no, illegal? No, it the wasn't time? illegal. No. Yeah. That's right. It became illegal yeah. later. I think. That's when I learned about like, oh, there's people in here probably beating the testing. Because mm -hmm. whenever I hear about the testing, I just think to myself like, ah, I can't take anything. I'm gonna fail the test. Mm -hmm. But then whenever you talk about like. There's guys getting around it. It's like, oh, and then you watch that screwball about yeah. Balco. Balco, yeah. And then you watch the Victor Conti uh, Untold series uh -huh. yep. on Netflix. It's like there's scientists out there trying to beat all of these tests yeah. at all times. And it's like if they create something that's good for you, maybe we should think about adding it in there. Well, yeah, they were talking about with Manny Ramirez. You know, when he was playing baseball, he could put a piece of gum in before and at bat that, like, wouldn't trigger on a test. But, like, you could damn – sure guarantee that there was a good chance he was either going to get an extra base hit or hit a homer <laughs> in his at-bat. Like, stuff like that's crazy. And you imagine that, you know, there's there's more of that stuff than, than we're aware of. Well, and even with, like, the painkillers and the Toradol and stuff, it's like, hey, the NBA just legal. They're letting players sm smoke marijuana. What? Like, why, why aren't we, you know, half the states probably In America? In America. In this country. They need some more water out here. I don't uh, know. Oh, no. I, that's Maybe they were we can't eat. You guys aren't as clear with your chance. No. Yeah. Connor, the NFL has changed their testing a little bit on that as well. Really? Yeah. Not, you, not I don't think you get suspended as much anymore. You can get put in the program. Yeah, if your you life do, can get ruined. But it only tests like <laughs> at the beginning of the training right. camp now instead of between <laughs> April and the training camp. As right. maybe is one of the only people probably that's ever hosted a show that has had, um, you know, a full stint in the program. Yes. In the NFL, buddy, 27 months, <laughs> buddy. I was getting tested six times a month. A long time. Long time. Had to report to the New York office anytime I left Indiana at the address I was going to and two phone numbers they could reach me at so that they could drug test me. So when you hear about that program that people go into, and I got it because it was a certainly a public intoxication. Allegedly some other things. That's right. Allegedly swimming. It was cold. Why, I mean, why I would you swim. do that? Yeah. I have a hole in my eardrum. It was yeah. raining. I wouldn't do that. It was raining. They said we were you in were, a drought. You were dancing. Uh, no. Who knows? We're dancing a lot. But that program is no fun. So they still test for marijuana. We all know the, the window in which they are doing the testing. But I, the NBA eliminating it, I assume the NFL will follow suit. But the NFL will dangle that as a negotiating piece yep. about something else that's coming. You want? Okay, you want weed gone? Sweet. 18th game. Boom. Boom. Hey, how about it? Let's shake hands. Huh? We got a deal? No more. Everybody want to smoke? Okay, let's do that. Joining <laughs> us now is a man who I don't think has even sniffed secondhand marijuana smoke <laughs> no. in his entire life. He is the face of quarterbacking on ESPN, former teammate of mine, absolute legend, UConn Husky. Ladies and gentlemen, a man who looks strikingly similar to Paul Giamatti. Dan Orlowski. Yeah. Hey, buddy. How you doing, Dan? What's up, fellas? You want to say anything to this incredible crowd that's saying out here in 100, uh, 120 degree heat or so out here? What is the chant? Rule. 
couple I, middle fingers there. And <laughs> yeah, had to get, I don't know if those were to you, Dan, or to anybody else, but I appreciate you leading the chant there. <laughs> Let's talk about last night, Dan. Obviously a team that is close to your heart, the Detroit Lions, get a massive win in a beautiful culture being built by Motor City Dan Campbell and the team up there. What are your thoughts, early takeaways? Do you think it was as big of a win because Chris Jones and Travis Kelsey weren't playing? Whoa. What are your thoughts on Dan Campbell and the brand-new Lions? We love them. I think it's a huge win. I, I think Kelsey and Jones not being there and kind of the way that the game gets into the fourth quarter and essentially ends, Pat, I was there for a long time. I haven't been there for a while. But even over the last couple of years, that's a game that they lose. That's a game that, like, they, we always, when I was there, certainly over the last couple of years, like, find a way to lose. And you sit there and go, y'all played really hard, but found a way to lose the football game. Um, I think the big takeaway is Jameer Gibbs is going to be a problem. I, I think the more that they fi figure out exactly how to use him um, and, and putting him in, him and Montgomery on the field at the same time is going to be a big deal. We call that like pony. You know, when they're both on the field and like 21 personnel two backs, but both being tailbacks, I think Laporta is a way better blocker than people anticipated, certainly me. Damn right. Um, and that offensive line, Ragnow is the best center of football right now, certainly in the conversation to be. So I know people are only saying like, oh, they only scored 14 points. They also fumbled on the 10-yard line going in, and there wasn't a ton of possessions because the, 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 the drives are so long. So the fact that they kind of find a way to make the stops when they needed to and end the game with the football is a big deal. Yeah, we're all happy for the Detroit Lions fans, obviously, because they had to go through oh. an 0-16 year. Yeah. Oh, yeah, gross. Two towns have had to do that in the NFL. That's right. Detroit's one of them. Couple times. Yeah. Yeah. Who's the quarterback? I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. Imagine being a quarterback. I only quarterbacked like nine of those games. Oh, so my God. Still Did you? Won. What? Yeah. So could I, I think that was no Kitna quarterback three and then Dante Culpepper, okay. another okay. four, something like that. He good, I think so. And so I'm only taking like, you know, 70% of the blame on that. Well, and also what should, there should be a little bit of a makeup on the other side is that you go to the Indianapolis Colts when we're almost completely defeated. And then you win two games at the end on a team that yeah. almost couldn't win any game. So I feel like you made up for it a little bit, but yeah. I did not know Dante Culpepper. No, I, did not I thought that, that was you, buddy. I thought 16 times yeah. Dan Orlovsky yeah. led the Lions on the field. That's good news. This is good. This is a great day. Yeah. AJ has a Goodbye. question for you, Dano. Hey, Dan, what do you think about the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, their offense? Are you worried about them going forward? Worried, no, but that's been a conversation the whole offseason, AJ. Uh, you know, I kind of—I think I said it on your guys' show first. There's only two teams in the NFL that had less catches, less receiving yards, right. or less receiving touchdowns than the Chiefs wide receivers. They're Green Bay and Atlanta. And so that kind of showed itself last night. Uh, you know, Kelsey will come back and they'll be fine. But here's, here's two things. Patrick threw the ball 39 times last night. 11 out of those 39 pass attempts, either literally no one open or drops, six drops. So at some point, you know, if this continues to show itself two weeks or three weeks into the season, the concern would be, well, Patrick's just not going to throw anybody the ball other than Travis. And that's just how quarterbacks think. You know, you guys have heard Aaron talk about it. Like, if you ain't going to get open or if I throw it to you and you're not going to catch it, I'm not going to throw you the ball anymore. So... I, I'm not concerned about it, but it's it's absolutely something to pay attention to. Like I said this yesterday on Get Up with Greeny. I'm kind of sick and tired of hearing about the word potential for the receivers in, in Kansas City, in all due respect. Like, 
I'm here. Oh, Kadarius Tony's got so much potential. Or Sky Moore, potential. Justin Ross, potential. Rasheed Rice, potential. At some point, we got to go do it. Rasheed Rice had a hell of a start, I think. He did, yeah. I mean, he had a couple big-time plays. Tony, on the flip side, he deleted his X this morning. Hey, that's when you know you have a, yeah. a bad night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anytime it says, insert name here, deletes Twitter, now X, after last night's performance. Like, that was a tough night. That was, yeah. I, I couldn't even imagine They'll be okay, those though. Travis will, Kelsey, Travis, will Kelsey, Travis will come back, and they'll be okay. I just don't know if um, – if there's enough to go beat Cincinnati, Buffalo, the Jets, Baltimore with kind of the performances of last night. Okay, Tone Diggs has one for you, Dano. Yeah, Dano, if there was one quarterback that you could watch this weekend that you're most interested in, who is it? It's a great question. Thank uh, you. Probably Herbert. I want to see what Herbert looks with Ke Kellen Moore as the new play caller and, and kind of against the defense that he struggled against. You know, he's played against Vic Fangio's defense four times. He's thrown four picks. So I just want to see if their offense is what it should be, which is we're going to find ways to throw the football downfield. Uh, you know, I will say Dak Prescott as well, just because the whole conversation this offseason has been we're not going to throw interceptions, we're not going to throw interceptions, we're not going to throw interceptions, and then they're playing against the defense that's going to light them up. So those are probably the two guys that I'm super interested to watch. Um, that's that's super interesting too. Let's go. That's super interesting. I, I, I'll be. I want to know. I want to see Jalen play against Bill. You know. Yeah, I agree. Jalen uh, hurts. Uh, the Belichick's had the whole offseason to figure out ways to like lie to the quarterback with the RPO game and zone reads. You know, the RPO game is. It's very. I, I say this all the time. Zone reads and RPOs are very. Um, one plus one equals two. There's a key. You don't have to see seven different things happening. So there's a key. And that key tells you what to do with the football. Bill's had six, seven months now to really dive into how can he get that key to kind of lie to the quarterback to tell him to do or something to do with the football is wrong. I want to see that. Oh, you think ghosts are potentially coming on? See where Jalen comes from with the Sirianni offense. Putting hands yeah. where they've never been before on that defense. Connor has one for you, Dano. Yeah, Orlovsky, uh, we were talking to Michael Lombardi earlier, and he loves the Rams against the Seahawks this weekend. Obviously no Cooper Cup. No one really talks about Seattle. What do you think the uh, expectations are with Stafford in L.A.? And then do you think Seattle's going to kind of run it back again and be one of those top-tier offenses? I do. Mike Lombardi, the big fan of me. Yeah, he um, loves you. Uh, Dan, yeah. he said I'm, your name right. I'm, what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah he did. He I'm said glad. your name right. He pronounced it correctly. Um, yeah, that's great. Um, that's good. That's, yeah. that's uh, Seattle's offense would be fantastic. They got two tackles that are legit, two backs that could play. Obviously, the three receivers. Geno, no one, no one threw more pa perfect passes in the NFL last year than Geno. Uh, I don't love the Rams without Coop, uh, just because now Matthew's relying on players like Tutu Atwell and Van Jefferson that are, you know, much better in kind of second and or third roles. Uh, Higby's going to be probably their primary focus pass catch wise and, you know, Van. So I think with Seattle's defense and kind of the rebuilt secondary, not you know, the additions of how good they are. I don't love the, the Rams playing against Seattle because when you have Cooper and you run your offense through Co Cooper and then Cooper's not there, you're trying to find people to run your offense through and, Seattle's too talented on the back end. Yeah, I think, like, the whole conversation about a lot of these teams could change, like, 
in two weeks. Yep. Yeah. Right, Dan? How much should totally. we how much should we put stock into this first week? You know what I mean? How much looking yeah. into the weekend in your eyes? Because you've been on TV for what, fifty hours a week for yeah. the last like ten years of football seasons. Yep. And you have all the stats and analytics. This first weekend, how much stock should we put into everything? Not much because uh, so many of these teams are much. gonna change. Lions they're just yeah. <laughs> No, because like even the Lions, well, they go and win. I think the Lions played a C game and still win. I, I think they're capable, specifically offensively, of so much better football. Um, the, the Buffalo Jets game, they're not Buffalo. Don't judge Buffalo to like their first month. They're not going to have Vaughn Miller. Uh, we'll see how long it takes for the Jets to kind of mold. How much does Witherspoon pay, play for Seattle in their secondary? So there's so much that is going to kind of take hold over the next month that teams are going to change so much more and coaches are going to know how to use their younger players such so much differently um i i, I don't think i don't think you take much stock in the first couple of weeks dan they were chanting you off the stage right here they were uh, and bold. us too i do they believe say, yeah. with a saban chant i listen saban will be here in 28 minutes dan Orlovsky. the best thing the best thing, Pat, is on the ticker that's been going on. You have, like, 12-year NFL veteran Dan Olofsky. Quick dash, all capital letter, legend, 12-time <laughs> super national champion Nick Saban. So. Oh, you're saying you're kind of set up for failure here on the – I because I want to let you know, we can't see the ticker on this particular screen. No. I, I don't even know what that looks like. Right? No. Yeah, no, I'm not set up for failure. Sorry, I just man. think it's funny that my name and Nick Saban's name are next to each other. Dan, yeah, you're the face of ESPN. What do you you're Dan, acting no? with Denzel oh, Washington. Yeah. Wake up. These people forgot that. This dude did a scene with Denzel Washington two weeks ago. Yeah. No big deal. Ten seasons of Always Sunny. Come on. Ty has a question for you, Dano. Dano, when you look at all of the quarterbacks who are kind of on the cusp of taking that next step, whether it's you know Jared Goff or a guy like Daniel Jones, who do you think is going to make that leap to an elite quarterback kind of like Jalen Hurts did last year? Trevor, I think Trevor, just because, you know, two things. One, secretly Jacksonville is going to run the absolute piss out of the football. And those two backs between ETN and Tank Bigsby uh, from Auburn country is, is going to be a really big part of that offense. And then Ridley's just going to be an absolute problem, man. I, I honestly believe Calvin Ridley is going to be, um, you know, the Stefan Diggs type of impact where we look at him and go, no one could cover him one-on-one -on -one consistently. So, uh, Trevor takes off. Um, I'll give you kind of a guy that I think probably shocks people a little bit with his performance. Um, I think Daniel Jones, and you guys have a pretty good feeling of what my thoughts are on Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones could have a like 32 touchdown, eight interception season if Darren Waller stays healthy. Um, offensive yeah. line is going to be a lot better. I think they're coached as well as anybody. And I think Daniel Jones kind of gets into that conversation of top 10 quarterback, top 12 quarterback, uh, just yeah. because of how talented they are now. Hey, Dano, we Waller has to stay healthy. I think I like the Giants against Cowboys this weekend. I had some Cowboys I them. get up to yeah. I think it's like a trendy pick now to do that. I thought I was going to be the anomaly. I thought I was, I was, I thought I was so smart. I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to do it. Welcome gonna... to my everyday life. Oh, no. Oh, well, wait, man. hold on. Dan, you're smart. Hold on. Yeah, you can do things. You know things. Yeah. All right, anyways, Dan, have an incredible weekend. We appreciate you joining us. What do you think on this game, Texas-Bama? Um, I think Texas wins that game. Whoa. No rest scares me throwing the football. Whoa.
Wait, why do you, I'm gonna know why. Dan, why do you say that? Yeah, I, I keep hearing that people talk about Jalen Miller like he's a dual threat quarterback. I see him way more as a runner right now than an accurate thrower. Uh, I think if I was Texas, if I was Texas, I would blitz the tailbacks because I don't think the tailbacks are good at pass protection Jeez, right now for Alabama. Oh my God. Jeez. Dan's not, is there anything good about the Alabama team, Dan? Uh, I think they're a super talented offensive line. I think those tackles you can get after a little bit. Okay. So All no. right, Dan. We appreciate you joining us, pal. And, uh, Dan, you suck. 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 Dan, Dan, we had to mute the mics a few times. I don't know if you heard that while you were talking. Because they were saying this a lot throughout the whole entire thing. So then you cap it off. You didn't even know that. You cap it off with saying, yeah. Texas is going to beat Bama, too. It was a perfect yeah, story. Good heat, there. baby. Brutal. That was good. That was a That's perfect good story. good heat. They didn't like you from the beginning. I'm happy you don't like them. This is beautiful. This is a good thing about football. And then on Monday, we'll be overreacting to everything that happened. We'll watch you all day on ESPN. We appreciate you so much, brother. Thanks, Dan. Later, boys. Have fun. Love any, you, Dan. Any parting words for the Bama people? Go, Texas. Wow. That was awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. I really did appreciate that. He he gave us a look into some things. And if you listen to Dan. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, that that's is, unbelievable. That is the Dan Orlovsky. He was getting that type of heat throughout the entire... Be tough not to do 100 times more. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be loud yeah. too. Yeah, people get real mad at the game day crowd. They're like, yeah, guys, just yelling all the time and doing a performance. It's like you stand in front of these humans who yeah. are alive at 6 a.m. Mm -hmm. with so much passion for their team, just radiating through their beings. It has been a true honor to get to travel around to these colleges and experience college football in the way that college game day experiences college football. It's a beautiful thing. This weekend is going to be magical, honestly. I mean, it's a live show. It's not a studio show. Correct. I mean, you, you've got to you got to perform for the crowd. The what people. Are we, what are we talking about here? The people. Well, and the ones we did last year weren't in you know the SEC home stadiums too. Oh. So you actually ex experiencing the SEC will be sweet. Over top of Saban too. I mean, Samuel's playing good defense. Would have been perfect. Get up there. Nice grab. Nice grab. That was a heck of a chest pass from that kick. He literally took that thing from right here. All right, the time has come, ladies and gentlemen. We will uh, punch that ball. You've already made it. I'm joking, that was fun. I mean, we should have given a heads up to the people outside of our area that the ball was coming, but, you know, we're living a little dangerously here. A.J. Hawk will be shooting for four people's tuition here in just a matter of moments. Yep. Come on, Hawk. Now, no A.J., I don't think you're shooting right now because uh, we have to figure out who those four people are going to okay. be, okay. obviously. And I think we'll, uh, we got one of them. The guy's name is Nick. Nick and this lady here with the sunglasses who is just on. She's one of the girls. We're going to do it for. Here we go. Then we got to pick two more people. Do we make gas do it? Yeah, so she is one of them right there. What's your name? 
What's her name? No, no, cameraman, don't, yep, great. What's your name? What's your name? Katie. Katie's Katie. your name? All right. Okay. Katie, if AJ Hawk makes this shot, we will give you tuition. What year are you in school? Cooper! Oh. sophomore. Oh, jeez. So just for one. Just one just hey, one year. Hey, one year. One. We find a senior. Hey, two more years. Whoa. Wow. Two years tuition here. Whoa. If AJ Hawk makes this shot for Katie. Oh. All right, we'll do it. All right, he's close. He was very he's close. Very close. Sorry, Hawk. All right, sorry, Katie. Hold on. Now this one's for Nick. Well, I don't know where he's at. Where's Where's the? Uh, Oh, did he leave? There he is, right there, right there. With the uh, he has got the Dave Matthews Band tattoo, I think, on his, oh, nice. on his arm. Right there, that guy. This is oh. Nick. Hold on, AJ. We didn't even get to talk to him. AJ! We didn't even get to talk to him. To hell with the kid, yeah, AJ geez. said. No tuition for you. Jeez. Hope you're out of state, I, I, too. Not a shirt. Not a shirt. Are we ready? Stripe shirt. No, no. Hey, for who? For who? What's your name? Oh, there we go. What'd he say? Adam? Terrell? Terrell, Terrell. what year are you at school? What year? Freshman? Freshman. Oh, jeez. Oh, no, no. All right. All right, all the way through senior year tuition from your friends at the Pat McAfee Show. If AJ can make a shot. Oh! Oh, right there. I mean, you want to help the kids out, AJ? What's your name, buddy? Hold on, AJ. What? Warren? Warren. All right, what year are you? Okay, okay, there, there we go. go. There we go. Okay. Uh, senior year yeah. for Warren. AJ Hall. Oh! Those are all good shots. You're right on it. Yeah. You're right on it. Thank you, everybody. We'll do it next hour. We'll okay. do it next hour. Yeah, okay. We'll do it next hour. Next hour. Next hour. Next hour. Next hour. Next hour. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Dial it in. Okay. okay. I've, I've missed last 45 two. That one was in and out. Living I, around it. I've literally missed 45 of those yeah. shots. Oh. While Dan was talking, <laughs> while Lombardi was talking, <laughs> yep. you might have heard some chatter from the fans that have joined us here at the Quad in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. <laughs> I've been shooting, practicing, just trying to get a feel for how hard the shot is. Yep. It's impossible. It's I made difficult. it one time in two hours. <laughs> so if AJ was able to drain one of his first four, oh, we were going to add that to the resume of impossible feats that AJ has minutes. accomplished. In the next hour, though, you'll get four more shots. Oh, okay, good. Make go. Four I'll more shots. We are not going to be the ones that are going to pick no. who's doing this. No, we will no, let no. somebody else do the okay. deciding. Yeah. I'm actually pretty happy that we kind of got out yeah. of there without it. Yeah, that freshman one was pretty scary. That's why I That one was halfway down. Freshman one would be epic, though. Oh, that would be cool. Insane. Show, yeah. yeah. Guy gets put on full scholarship. Why? Because A.J. Hawk hit a shot about, what is that, like 50 feet? Yeah. It's a decline. A little high, yeah, a little higher, too. You're, you're elevated position, but, yeah, we'll make the next one. I'll make the next four. Well, oh, well, hey, oh, hey, don't oversell. One is fine. Yeah, one, one, one's perfect. One is good. All right, let's wrap up some news here as our ESPN two hours on this glorious Feel Good Friday kind of wrap up. I think... 
Whenever you start chit-chatting about the NFL season, you immediately have to go into, who do you think are going to win the championships? Mm -hmm. Now, I picked for college, Alabama. That's right. But let's go to the Super Bowl. And I was sitting in a meeting earlier for game day. It was a production meeting, kind of running through everything we'll chat about tomorrow. AJ contributed or participated. That was really nice of you, AJ, to do that. But we haven't really given our Super Bowl predictions yet. I was sitting in a game day meeting, and one of the guys that was in there, one of the producers, says, uh, says, hey, uh, would you mind giving us your Super Bowl predictions and your Super Bowl pick? And I'm like, that's so far away. Every single year they'd say that there's six teams, seven teams that have a chance to go. This year, I genuinely believe, and you can call me a mark, you can call me an idiot, I think the Jacksonville Jaguars down there at plus 2,800 to win a Super Bowl could go on sure. a run. Wow. I think teams all over the league could win a Super Bowl this year. Maybe the Cardinals, dumpster fire. Sure. Probably not going to be able Probably to win. Not. Sorry about it. Colts, obviously, going to go on a Super Bowl run this year. Maybe. But I think there's hope and promise for a championship in more cities than ever before, Connor. It feels good right now on the eve-eve of NFL kickoff. Yeah, it feels amazing. I can't wait for the whole entire thing to really get going. I, I don't feel great saying this because I don't want it to happen, but it feels like because no one's talking about the Buffalo Bills and everything that's happened around the Buffalo Bills this offseason has been negative. But in-house, it feels like they're closer. We talked to Stephon Diggs yesterday, and he seemed to be in great spirits. So for the first time in, what, three, three years probably? feels like the Buffalo Bills, because no one's talking about them, are going to go on that kind of quiet run because it's been all Rodgers. It's been all about, you know, Jacksonville even being a legitimate one seed. Cincinnati finally paying Burrow. I, I like finally, the Bills. They, they, paid on, they paid early. Yeah, yeah they true, did. But true. Cincinnati is another team in the AFC that you've got to worry about. Yep. When you talk about the AFC side of things, you got the Buffalo Bills, who are a team that everybody's going to expect to win. The Jets have jumped into mm-hmm. the yep. – Upper Pantheon. Yes. There it yes. is. Of teams well in the AFC out of nowhere. Let's not even think. What about the Miami Dolphins? Yeah. Miami Dolphins, Michael Lombardi said, I like the Dolphins a lot this weekend, not only the Gondolon, but as a team, if they can keep Tua healthy, there's no reason that they can't go on a run maybe to the Super Bowl, and that would be beautiful for the people down there in South Florida. And what about the Chargers? I mean, we talk about them every year. Everyone's always picking them. Like, will they finally put everything together? Herbert's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And for whatever reason, they always kind of just choke down the stretch last year big time. But we'll see if the Chargers put everything together. Like, why couldn't they go win the Super Bowl? I think there's a lot of optimism because in the AFC, there's so many teams that actually, like, I feel like they they think they can win the Super Bowl because they are that good that they can win the Super Bowl. And then if anything happens to the Eagles and Niners, the NFC is wide open. So that that opens up the whole NFC on that side. Let's go. We're on the eve-eve here of the first Sunday of NFL season with 80% of NFL fan bases thinking they have a real chance this year. Yep. Now that means on Monday, the hammer of reality is going to have to come down thick. Overreaction Monday is just a few days away. Yes. That is something that we need to make sure we celebrate whenever we get there because it's our first time to overreact to everything that is yep. taking place. And if you hear Dan Orlovsky talk, AJ, and I'd like to get your take on this, how many years you play in the NFL? 11. Not as many years as Dan Orlovsky. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not as many. Just right? missed. 12 years uh, he has. It's a lot of time. First played. week, though. You know, we, we hear quotes from Lombardi. We hear quotes from everybody else. 
Teams can get better, for sure. sure. But the great teams in the end are good in the beginning as well, is what Lombos says. Dan Orlovsky says we can't learn anything from week one. Do you agree with that or not agree? No, I think you can learn something. I mean, I learned a lot about the Detroit Lions, and not even from the win. If they didn't win the game, I was talking to a lot of these guys before the show today. They were physical early. Yeah. Like, they just wanted to be come in there and, and let their, their presence be known. Even, like, I'm watching special teams, guys coming downhill. You're supposed to just hold up the, the guard or whatever, and you're coming down and popping them and holding on and competing and, and straining through everything. So I've learned a lot about the, the Detroit Lions. So you can learn a lot, but also, yeah, the great teams obviously are good early in the season, but you, no matter who you are, you have to get better throughout the season if you want a chance to win at all. I'm not worried about the Chiefs, but, boy, he did not look good. Don't worry. They lost to a really bad team early in the year last year, and they still won but on to win the Super Bowl. They that? still could have won the I, game. I believe it was the Indianapolis Colts, actually. It's true. Funny enough, they lost to them. That team they, was terrible. Yeah, one of the worst teams in the league. Actually, the fourth worst team in the league. Matt Ryan was playing pretty well then. Let's change yeah. the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. God, that's awesome. That's a weapon. You're a maestro. Good for you guys, dude. Yeah. A lot of horns dying around here. You know, Texas yeah. coming to SEC. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. The college, college weekend lineup, also huge. Deion Sanders in Colorado yep. taking on Matt Rule in Nebraska. Tone Diggs, obviously, in your wheelhouse. Not only the most bet game oh. in football this weekend, yeah. including the first weekend of NFL football, but also all eyes of the football world are wondering, is that Colorado team a one-week wonder? Or are they going to be able to withstand the success and continue to build and climb on the back of a buffalo, not a bison? The gamblers who like who hold themselves up as gamblers will always, like, there's, this is the most bet college football game in a long, long time. This, this game is bet more than any NFL game this weekend. They would say hey go the other side because everyone's on Colorado but Colorado is miles and miles ahead of Nebraska right now I think that the athletes the weapons are so much better Matt Rule's trying to figure it out in year one the the talent that Prime has going in there Nebraska's not be able to score with Colorado this weekend well you know Matt Rule not a bad ball coach and it feels like the hype around the Colorado Buffaloes is deafening I am one of the leaders of the bandwagon yeah, yep. of the Colorado Buffaloes but it does feel like a little bit of a trap game it's, it's, Ooh, yeah doesn't it home opener no it ain't a trap game for those guys because they're saying that Shador is one of the most mature people of all time yep, yep. A Desmond Howard went and traveled to Colorado and got a chance to chat with the team and Travis Hunter and Deion Sanders he said the vibes out there are immaculate and he said Shador real leader shoot leader you see the text messages from Tom Brady saying hey don't be satisfied mm-hmm. I believe was the message mm-hmm. like if you think about who his mentors are not only athletically oh who's that sure. his dad professional and NFL and the MLB, not just for a cup of coffee. We're talking about sustained greatness in both of those leagues. One of the only per- people of all time. And then mentally, who's his coach? Oh, Tom Brady is the guy that's doing it. I don't know if there is such a thing as a trap game for this team, but they're so young, so new. It's exciting to see if they'll be able to back it up yet again. And it feels like the trap game thing with Colorado every week, we're going to be saying that yep. just because of how much hype is around you know, the Buffaloes. But you just mentioned Prime. Prime's their coach. He, he, he knows yeah. – what everybody's saying on the outside, and he knows what he has to say on the inside to keep those guys together and to go out and play well every single Saturday. Well, it seems like in college football, too, more so than in the NFL, where, like, teams can't have off days. Like, if you have an absolute dude at quarterback, like, usually those guys don't go out and just absolutely lay a leg. And 
or lay an egg. And I think if you look at what Shador did last week, like it's tough to say, hey, this guy's not going to go out and do it again. Yeah, I can't wait to watch. I can't wait to watch the hype continue to build. And I can't wait to watch Deion Sanders do something that everybody's going to try to replicate and never be able to accomplish because they're not prime time Mm -hmm. Deion Sanders. Congrats to them. I can't wait to watch that game. I also can't wait for the entire weekend right here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We got game day tomorrow morning live from right here. Then obviously Texas Bama tomorrow night. I think it's on ABC. We'll be on ESPN too. It is magical on this quad. And the reason is Nick Saban, Coach Saban, the greatest of all time, will be joining us on the other side of this break on ESPN Sports Center. We'll take over and take you into the weekend starting in about seven minutes or so. We are so lucky to be here. We can't thank you enough. Have the best weekend of your life. Goodbye. Here you go. All right, hey, hey, good work on ESPN. You guys said the F word a couple times there. You know what I mean? That was awesome. Yeah. I'll be excited to see how they handled that. You guys were incredibly active out here. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. We cannot thank you enough. You're the greatest humans on earth. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the quad in Tuscaloosa. This sports program starts right now. Football is happening and joining us right now is a man that in any conversation is described as the greatest of all time. Seven-time national champion. Ladies and gentlemen, your head coach of the Alabama Royal football team. Nick Saban, baby. Uh, Coach, coach, you look amazing. This crowd is awesome, and they're only here because we said we're chatting to you. These people love Nick Saban. Mm -hmm. I know. We love these people, too. Well, you've done a lot of good for these people and for college football as a whole. And I know you're just a humble West Virginia guy, but you're the greatest of all time, and you've earned everybody's yell that they've shown you. You're the best. We appreciate it. You know, we have a great team here at Alabama, and these folks, the fans, have been a great part of that for many, many years. Uh, The energy, the enthusiasm, what they create in the stadium makes it special for players to play here, and that's why we've always been able to continue to get good players to coach. Okay, so we've never been in Tuscaloosa for a home football game. Saturday night, we'll be roaming the sidelines. What should we expect here? Is this the greatest environment in college football? You have to say that, but what? why is it? That? Well, it's one of the greatest environments in college football. I think the SEC has some great environments. It was a, it was a great environment in Texas last year when we played there, but our people here have a great passion. They have a great tradition, and they are very enthusiastic and supportive, and the atmosphere in our stadium is always fantastic. I can't wait to get out there. Can't wait to experience it. Now, 
You are favored by a touchdown at home right now, even though they have returning players at important positions. This is kind of a new team, it feels like, from a national standpoint of Alabama. Also feels like you're maybe going back old school, before Mac Jones, Tua Tungvaloa, before Bryce Young, a little bit more power football. Is that an accurate reading of your team, and do you notice that? Well, I think it's a, a transition that we want to make. Uh, I think it's happening all over in college football right now. You see more people getting in what you refer to as 12 personnel, two tight ends, two wides, run the ball. People have adapted to the spread. There still are some great uh, features that the spread gives you offensively, RPOs, uh, spreading the field, advantage throws. But I think more people are now getting back to running the football, and that's what we wanted to do and have more balance in our offense this year. And Hopefully we'll be able to do that. Let's talk about Milrow a little bit because a running quarterback with a running team is obviously a recipe for greatness. And I hate saying this because it's like a very amateur thing to say, but like he has Lamar Jackson wiggle, it feels like, and movement. And when he's on a field, he pulls away from people. He's a quarterback. It's like he's electrifying. How does he have to continue to grow? And what do you think we see from him on Saturday? Well, he's made a lot of progress as a player. And what he's done is... Uh, he's loaned to process better, make better choices and decisions, so it minimizes his bad plays. He's always had a tremendous capacity to make big plays, explosive plays. He's one of the fastest guys on the team. So when he pulls it down and takes off, it makes a difference, and it creates problems for the defense. And I think this can help us reestablish being a more balanced team as well, is his athleticism and what it does to the defense. I mean, when you run the zone read even, the end's supposed to take the quarterback. Well, if the end can't take the quarterback and he takes off, that guy can't close as far to help on the dive. So all those things complement each other. Hell yeah, we can't wait to watch it. AJ's got a question for you, Coach. Coach, I'm just curious. You've had just sustained dominance wherever you have been. How do you do? How do you continue the culture that you have here that you've brought with you everywhere you've coached to where year after year it seems like Alabama's always there contending for a national title, but it doesn't matter who's on the roster, really. Well, I, I think... The number one thing you just mentioned, you answer your own question, it's culture. And how do you uh, develop... That's a trigger word. Everybody says it. Everybody says it. But really what it's about is having people in the organization who understand what they want to accomplish and what they want to do. Uh, Every player that comes to Alabama, I always ask them, what do you want to accomplish or what do you want to do? And they say, I want to graduate and I want to play in the NFL someday. So I ask them, what does that entail? So now we define exactly a process of things that they have to do to be able to accomplish those things. And I'll periodically ask them, are you happy with the progress that you're making? The guy says, yeah. I say, why? He tells me why. He's learned how to self-assess. If he says no, I say, why? He tells me, and he's learned how to self-assess. But you got to have discipline to execute every day. Coach. That's the most important thing. Coach, the discipline and everything is something that I think a lot of people thought wouldn't be possible in 2023, right? With this new generation of kids who, you know, for whatever reason, hard coaching wasn't necessarily in their life or hasn't been in their life. That's the narrative, at least. Then you see guys like you, obviously old school. Kirby Smart, obviously old school type coach. Deion Sanders, I think, is an old school type coach. Why do you think we're seeing this kind of renaissance or rebirth of like hard-nosed coaching in football? Well, I think that, you know, mental toughness doesn't mean you have to be hard on somebody. Uh, Discipline does not mean you have to be hard on somebody. Because discipline is about making the right personal choices and decisions. Here's something I know I'm supposed to do. 
that I really don't want to do. Can you make yourself do it? Over here, there's something you know you're not supposed to do, and you want to do it. Can you keep yourself from it? Man, so I if you can make those choices those. and decisions Coach, the right way all the time. Both of those I struggle with. Yeah. I mean, both sides I struggle every day. Oh, that, that doesn't surprise me. Oh! <laughs> oh! Tone has a question for you, Coach. Hey, Coach, everyone makes a, uh, a big deal about your record against your previous assistants. I think it's like 28-2 and two or something like that. And then Sark had a line this week. He's like, you should see his record against other coaches. Um, is there more motivation or, or is there something that comes along when you, when you play your previous assistants? Not really. I, I mean... Look, I'm proud of the guys that have done a great job for us. Sark did a great job when he was here, and I'm proud of the fact that he's building a good program at the University of Texas. And this is going to be an opportunity for our players to play against a great team and see where they are as a team and see how we respond to this challenge. So, um, But there's not a better motivation. I think the record is misleading because a lot of the assistants who got head jobs, they didn't get great jobs. All right, so they were in rebuilding mode. So. They didn't have the same advantages that we had. But now, you know, you talk about Georgia and A&M and Texas. Those guys have had a chance to build programs, and they, they have really good teams. So uh, I think the record is going to be a little more challenging to try to, to, to keep it in the mode that it has been in the past. You know, in the coaching world, uh, I think Nathaniel Hackett said this after Sean Payton buried him, but it was in a way to motivate his own team. He said coaches all kind of live in the same house, and there's rules in the coaching house amongst other coaches. You're just known as the guy, if something happens in your career, go to Coach Saban, he'll be able to figure it out. What do you do to these coaches to kind of put them back on the right track? And do you appreciate the fact that that honor has kind of been bestowed upon you by basically all coaches at all levels? Well, and anytime any former assistant who is now a head coach or an assistant who's become a coordinator call and ask for advice, I'm always willing to give them advice because I didn't really invent anything in this game. I've always just learned from somebody else. Uh, and I had some great mentors now, um, George Perlis, Bill Belichick. I mean, I had some great mentors along the way who I had the opportunity to learn from. So I've always been a guy that shares information. Now, that doesn't mean I'm gonna ever share information that's gonna give Bingo. somebody an advantage when we play them. Bingo, but that's a part of it. It's how can you help develop players? Because I don't care what we do in college football. I mean, we can have name, image, and likeness. We can have conference realignment. But still, college football has to be about developing players and helping them be more successful in life because they are involved in the program. That's what it's all about, and that's what it's got to continue to be. And anybody that I can help do that, I'm willing to do. Yeah, you're a good man, Coach. Yeah. You're a good man. They picked the right one to give the football yeah. ring, too. It feels yeah. like. Ty has a question for you, Coach. Coach, over the course of your career, obviously, you win all these national championships. You've played in every big game there is to play in. But I'm just curious, like, do you still get, you know, butterflies or have, like, a little bit of nervous energy when you're going into some of these really big games early in the season or at any point in the season? Yeah, I think one of the keys to the drill is being able to control your nerves. You know, you want to play with emotion. You want your team to play with emotion. But you really don't want to be emotional because then you make bad choices and decisions. You get penalties and jump off sides and your anxiety sort of affects your performance. So there's a fine line in all that. But I still do. I still do because I'm always trying to elevate my game. All right? I'm trying to find a better way for us to have a better team and have our players have a better chance to be successful at what they do. So, and that never stops. So 
And this game, what's happened in all these games in the past has nothing to do with what's going to happen in this game, how you need to prepare for this game, how you need to be ready for the challenges of this game. And it's still a great challenge to me uh, to try to get our players in a position where they have a chance to be successful. Yeah, but when you lose your shit, it's awesome. Yep. <laughs> I you, we love it. Mm-hmm. We love it. You know what I mean? You get, <laughs> Some you things you talk about, some things you do. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I have to tell the story. You know, yes, please my do. son was about, I don't know, maybe 10 years old, and he was playing junior high basketball. Maybe he was 12, I don't know. I didn't get to go to a lot of games because of recruiting and whatnot, but I happened to go to a game, and he's on a breakaway layup, and a guy fouls him hard into the wall, and he gets up and says something to the guy, and he gets a technical foul. So I have this come to Jesus moment with him, you know, when we get home at night and I'm going to teach him about how to keep his cool and all that kind of stuff. So I give him like a 15 minute, the best speech ever about keeping your cool, don't lose your cool, have poise, none of that. And he sat there and looked at me and listened like so intently. And then he said to me, he said, and how many headsets did you bust it through? So I said, oh, you got me on that one. Yeah, it, sounds, it sounds like you raised him right. Uh, Connor has the last question for you. That's awesome. Yeah, Coach, you mentioned the you know conference realignment. And do you feel like Texas and Oklahoma and some of these other schools that were coming to the SEC in the next few years, that was inevitable? And then do you also feel like that you have to be on a conference call with every other head coach in college and you tell them, hey, this is how it's going to be. I'm Nick Saban. <laughs> this is what I want to do. And you guys are just going to fall in line. No, I don't feel that way at all. You, know, you uh, should, though. We yeah, wish you would. I, I really don't feel that way at all. But uh, the one thing that I like about the SEC and the additions that we made to the conference, it keeps us in some kind of a regional alignment. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, so we're not traveling all over to play. Um, and I think that's one of, been one of the great things about the SEC. It's in the southeast part of the country. It's contained there. There's great... What are you I saying think, about think, the Atlanta Coast Guards? And, and <laughs> I'm not saying anything about anybody. <laughs> but I, I do like the fact that we added two great programs, two great universities to our conference, but we didn't change the geographic dynamics of, of, of what we do. Inevitable, what do you think? Have you tried to progress or try to forecast what it could potentially look like, or you can't do that? What college football looks at as a whole? No, I, I, I really can't do that. I know it's changing. I know we all have to adapt. To the change that's the most important thing that you have to do to continue to be successful at anything so and it's going to take some adapting we're going to play more tougher games we'll probably end up playing more sec games at some point in time uh, but i think that's good for fans and i think it's good for college football i think so too i think we'll obviously make it work and speaking of making it work i think it's time for us to make an announcement coach huh about it you mind if i if i make this announcement right now not at all ladies and gentlemen This upcoming college football season will be one that'll be for the books. Yep. Historians will talk about this season, not only because it's the last one before the 12-team playoff and Mm -hmm. the new conference realignment, but because this upcoming college football season, every single Thursday, we will be getting the incredible opportunity of chatting with head coach of Alabama, Nick Saban. Honor and privilege for me. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much, Thank Coach. You, We're going to have a hell of a season. We are very, very grateful for your presence today. 
and throughout this entire season. We are going to ask you the dumbest things you've ever heard in your entire life. <laughs> mm -hmm. We hope to not ruin you and your brand, but what we think is going to happen is a nice exploration of the brain of the greatest college football coach of all time. We appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, head coach, Nick Sanders. Absolutely bonkers. Unreal. That that's going to be that happening. That was awesome. Yeah. Boys. Huh? Hey, I think you guys got a good head coach. Yeah. I think you guys have I'd say. a good yeah. head coach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do. I think they do. As the folks file out of here now that Nick Saban has <laughs> left, I think the only thing we can do is give ourselves a little pat on it. We should celebrate what just happened. Yeah, I think so. I think so. So... I think if you were a sports book or an odds maker, you'd have it about plus 25,000 that coach Nick Saban would do a show yep. Mm -hmm. yep. with a bunch of doofuses. They had one wearing a tank top. But here we are in 2023 with an opportunity to chit chat and go throughout an entire season with the greatest coach of all time. Yep. It is going to be awesome, and I can't freaking wait for it. Awesome. I mean, the more things happen over like the course of this last week and what we've been doing, it kind of is just like, hey, we're living in a simulation, yeah. okay? I never believed in that bullshit, but the more we do stuff and the more like this kind of stuff happens, the more I do believe in it, so let's just let's just enjoy it and, yeah. and keep going. There he goes. Let's go. <laughs> you heard him on his way out. Uh -huh. He's got big time football getting bored. Yeah, he's right. huge. Let's go ahead and make our predictions for this weekend. This is the only segment that we have ever been able to keep <laughs> as a weekly one. Yeah, consistent. We get very bored very quickly. If you're a new fan of the show, you will realize that what we're doing today does not mean we'll be doing it tomorrow. And something might catch on that makes no sense to you. It'll disappear and never be chatted about again. That's kind of how we run through stuff. But the weekly predictions by me and AJ Hawk have become something that we have done every single Week. Hell yeah. Now, I don't know how it's just going to be me on the screen with the entire slate, with AJ also doing his picks. Ooh. And I'm not sure we have that thing. I'm not sure we have it built or not. I think it's okay with just you on the screen. No, my, as long as you can hear my voice. You won last year, though. You're the man that won last Did year. Did I win? If you do recall, AJ won on a tear where he was getting like 70% right yeah. for like five, six consecutive weekends. I don't know. I thought that you might have made the playoff comeback and it ended even. Did you guys oh, tie? Oh, yeah. You guys yeah. Made a tie. yeah. I think we ended yeah. an exact tie. Here, yeah, right? perfect I think we tie. Did. We tied. Oh, oh, yeah, because at the beginning, you were, I, couldn't, I couldn't get anything right. It was a roller coaster all season. Up and and for me, end, it was up and down. Right. So right Got now, hot. what we should lean is that AJ's probably And I won accurate. last night, too. So well, no, but I you won. I lost. Yeah, yeah, but you won the Super Bowl last year. So does that not carry over? As so did I. I think we both won the Super Bowl. No. All right, AJ, here we go. Good work in the truck there, uh, ZD oh, Foxy and all, everybody else that helped. We appreciate the hell out of it. Let's start with the 1 o'clock matchup, the San Francisco 49ers uh, versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers getting two and a half at home. Bosa just signed his massive deal. AJ, who do you like? What do you like? I like San Fran, minus two and a half. I like Bosa to come in. I don't know how many snaps he's going to play, but he will be explosive and be flying off the ball. Give me San Fran, minus two and a half. Okay. You like San Francisco, minus two and a half. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. two and a half. Yeah. 
Now, once again, remember that I did not get a single game right for like the first five weeks <laughs> last year. Let's go Panthers, Falcons, three and a half. Falcons favored at home, A.J. Hawk. What a tough one. We have no idea. Like, what's Bryce Young? What are the Panthers going to be? I'm taking the Panthers. Oh, okay, yeah. you're taking the Panthers plus three and a half. Feels like there's a lot of Panthers fans here. I didn't even think about that with the proximity potentially to Carolina. Bryce Young. Their defense can play. Their defense can play. Bryce Young can sling it. Yeah. Well, and Frank Reich, too. He gets the boys fired up week one. Yeah, he always does. That that makes sense. That's the thing about it. Love Bryce Young as a football player and a great Alabama football player. Yep. Frank Reich does not have a great opening game uh, record against the spread or straight up. Neither do number one overall picks as a whole. Give me the Falcons at home. Yep. Yeah. Minus three nine. You guys got a mustache. Come on. Artie Smith's about to run wild, brother, although I do like the Carolina Panthers in the future. I do not think that time is now. Houston Texans getting ten at Baltimore against the Ravens. Oh. Ten point spread week one. Your team stinks, they're saying. Ten points is does seem like a bit much. I know Baltimore, let's see what OBJ has to offer there. I think he's going to be awesome with Lamar, but I'm taking Houston. Ankle. Plus. Yeah, a little banged up. He's got it's an ankle, but, but then he tweeted something and said, don't believe everything he's, you read he's on gonna, the He's going to play, right? Fun fact, uh, Ravens have won five of the last six week one games by 15 or more. Jeez. Okay, give me the Ravens. Minus <laughs> 10. You, go. you got the Ravens as well? No, I, have, I have Texans plus Whoa. 10. Oh, Jamaica Ryan. Okay, let's go. Bengals, Browns, one and a half. Bengals favored on the road in Cleveland. AJ, on the lake up there, is Deshaun Watson back? Is Nick Chubb going to be on the field, Stefanski? Or is Joe Burr, the new richest quarterback on earth, going to roll into town and ruin that stupid elf's day? (laughs) I do believe Joe Burr will roll into town on that new contract. Yep. And ruin that stupid elf's day. So, Bengals minus one and a half at Cleveland. That feels like like the easy pick right there. Yeah. That feels almost The too Browns easy. could be exactly. really, really good. If, if Deshaun Weird. Watson lights it up, they can be really, really good. What did really I hear good. you say? If you watch that game and you see Chubb on the sideline, you're going to lose it? I'm going to lose my mind. Stefanski does that. Yeah, but he what does. did Tony well, say, too, about the division matchup between the for Browns For some reason, and the, the Browns have the Bengals number. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not taking them. But. Stefanski is coaching for his life, though, because if they don't make the playoffs this year, he's going to get shit canned. Mm-hmm. All right, give me the Browns. Plus <laughs> one and a half. Wow. wow. Bengals start slow. Yeah, they, yeah. they lost week yeah. one last year. They win by one. The Lions won by one just last night. Sure. Oh. It'll be the same thing. We'll get a double there. Uh, Buccaneers, Vikings, five and a half. Vikings favored at home with Baker Mayfield traveling with Mike Evans in a contract situation. Oh. Is it five and a half or is it six? Do we know? It's moved to five and a half, yeah. Oh, it's moved to five and a half. Give me the Bucks. Mine, or, yeah, Bucks plus five and a half, wow. I should say, oh. at Minnesota. Yeah, I like Kirko and what they can do with the Vikings, but I think Baker might be a little bit revitalized down there. Okay, give me the Vikings minus five and a half. I like Kirk Cousins in the Vikings. I, I, I don't know... I don't know why nobody else does. Why people like them? I think they just they want a lot of one score games. They like everybody they won't win the Super. They assume they're good enough to like get to the playoffs and not. Not finish at all. They're not even favored to win their division. I don't know if a lot of people think right. that, honestly. Yeah, I don't. I, I've I, been I talking to a lot of people. People think they stink. <laughs> well, once they lost Dalvin Cook, they're like, Kirk Cousins, watch what happens when they don't have Dalvin Cook. Well, I actually said it's going to be tough to replicate having a Dalvin Cook in the backfield, and Vikings fans got mad at me, and I'm like, yo, that's actually going to affect some stuff. Though. Yes. Like, Dalvin Cook is a person that changes some eyes, and Vikings fans got upset, but that doesn't mean that I don't think Jordan Addison is going to do his thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson's going to do his yep. thing. Madison mm-hmm. in the backfield, I think he's. I like the Vikings. I, give, give me the Vikings at home. No offense to Baker Mayfield. Cardinals at Washington. I don't know if the $40 million renovation 
to fix the poop pipes in Washington sure. has happened just yet, or if that is still a danger. If you go to FedEx Field, keep your eyes low, because if you look up, there's a chance pink eyes coming with poop pipes bursting yep. all over the stadium. Now, with that being said, the Cardinals are allegedly a poop pipe, actually. They're getting <laughs> seven on the road against Sam Howe, Ron Rivera, Eric Bieniemy, and a brand new ownership team in Washington, AJ. I have no idea what either of these teams are going to be this year, but I feel a lot much better about where Washington is right now. So give me Washington minus seven. Dobbs is starting quarterback for the yep. Cardinals? Yep. Yep. Yes. No offense to Dobbs. I appreciate Dobbs, but, like, he wasn't even on the team. Like, give no. me Washington. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, give me Washington. Titans, Saints, three-point spread. Ooh. Saints favored at home with Derrick Henry, Nuke, Ryan Tannehill coming to town, A.J. Hawk. It's tough to go down there and get a win in that dome, but I will, uh, I will side with the Tennessee Titans and Mike Vrabel here, the head coach. Titans plus three at New Orleans. I agree, although we all think that the New Orleans Saints are going to be a good football team. Yep. I just think the Titans are going to be great for some reason, even though they're going to lose twice to the Colts. Speaking of the Colts at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars, who some people are saying are about to make a run maybe to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. The Jacksonville Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence, another year under his belt. Calvin Ridley, fresh off the fresh year he's ever had. They're getting or favored by four and a half on the road against Anthony Richardson's debut. One day removed, two days removed from Chris Angel blessing Lucas Oil Stadium. Shane Steichen and the Colts will take the field for the first time getting four and a half at home. You want to go first on this one? Colts plus four and a half. Keep it moving. Thank Give you. Give me Jags minus four and a half. Do you have any reasoning or just because it's not the I just think the Colts are really good. I don't, I'm not saying the Colts are that bad. I'm saying the Jags, I think, are very, very good. And I'm not sure where the Colts are right now. Yeah, okay, I appreciate what you're saying. Maybe think about it. You know, Anthony He's trying to talk you out of game. this right now, you by know, the way. We're, I mean, we're going to be there. Do you I got good news for you. There's a five out there at one book, so you can take the five. Boom, okay. I'm getting that's five. Not, okay. Yeah, give, me five. give me five and a half. Yeah. Is no, there, that's not how it works. Another game. Like another game. All right, I'll change Why are you line trying to take game. advantage of everything all the time? What just happened with you and Tone? Well, that was the best line yeah. available. Uh -huh. We're shopping around. Remember, it's, it's, it's in the book. It's in the book. Hey, pull them up. Comment. Pull up some of the Shop books. around. It's yeah, in the book. It's it 14 and a half, and it wouldn't matter. I mean, the Colts are going to get slaughtered. Uh, I didn't say that. I, no, no, that was me. You're disgusting. Oh. Denny Chimes back here. Let's go. Uh, Eagles, Patriots. Con man, you like the Patriots getting for it, huh? Boy, oh boy. Their old line has a lot of questions. I would, uh, I'm going to stay away from this one. Okay. AJ, what are your thoughts? I like the Eagles minus four, even though they're traveling to New England. Tom Brady, they're honoring Tom and 20 family members. I'm still taking the Eagles minus four. Jalen Hurts is a hell of a football player. That's awesome. It's yeah. so good. The other quarterback, too. What's that? Mac Jones. Yeah. He's a... Out of a bigger cheer, yeah. Yeah. Hell of a quarterback. Give me the Eagles. Even though Come Tom on. Brady's going to be in there with his uh, brand new look and <laughs> 20 family members, and they're going to yeah. be doing their thing. Yep. Yeah. Give me the Eagles. Uh, Raiders, Broncos, three and a half, AJ. Broncos favorite at home. No Chandler Jones, as we all keep yeah. an eye on the situation with positive T's and P's. To all parties involved. I have, uh, I have a lot of faith in Sean Payton and what he will be able to do here in Denver. So give me Denver minus three and a half at home. I look for Russ to have a bounce back year, bounce back day, and really kind of open some people's eyes to who he, who he might be this year. I think the Broncos win late, but give me Jimmy G in the Raiders. Yeah. Getting yeah. three and a half on the road there. Rams, Seahawks, Michael Lombardi loves Matthew Stafford traveling up to Seattle in the four points. What are your thoughts on the number one offense in the NFL last year, the Seattle Seahawks and Geno Smith favored by four and a half? 
See, I, I like Seattle and what, they're, what they've been able to do last year, and I think this year they should be better. But, man, I don't know what it is about the Rams. Maybe it's Lombardi. Is he, uh, is he influencing yeah. me a yes, little bit? Yes, I would assume you are kind yeah. of just. All right, give me Seattle minus four. Give me Seattle minus four as well. Sorry about it, Lombardi. Uh, <laughs> Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears. Pack getting one and a half on the road to Chicago. Jordan Love seems like a guy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a layup. Take the points if you want them. Obviously, you know, if you want to go money line, that probably makes a little bit more sense. Uh, Christian Watson's status may be in doubt. Don't know if he's going to go yet, but uh, Romeo Dobbs is healthy. So is Aaron Jones. So is A.J. Dillon. Uh, the Packers are going to be just fine. Okay. A.J., do you agree with Ty Schmidt? I do agree with Ty. I am taking Green Bay plus one and a half here at Chicago. I think this could be an, uh, an awesome Let's not forget, guys, boost. they're honoring Mongo for the game. Oh, Listen to you, Michael, baby. I love Mongo. I appreciate everything Mongo has done both in the squared circle yep. and on the football field. But they're honoring Tom Brady and Foxborough, and we pick, both picked the Eagles. Yeah, that's a good well, point. So I understand Mongo is certainly somebody we all think highly of. I don't know if he – is going to be enough to get this no. Jordan Love era not started on the right foot. Hell hey, yeah. Jordan Love and the Packers plus one and a half. Mm. Miami Dolphins, Los Angeles Chargers. Dolphins getting three in L.A., A.J. Man. I mean, they're, they're traveling a long way out there, obviously. Oh. I don't know. I'm sure they're already there, but I'll, i got to take the Dolphins here. Plus three. If Tua can stay upright, oh. stay healthy. We know he's been working his jiu-jitsu slash judo. He's tucking his chin when he's falling down. Give me uh, the Dolphins plus three. I love the Chargers – Social media team. Yep. Very good. So good. We get insight into that team more so than any of the other teams in the NFL in a better fashion. They're good. They're talented. Mm -hmm. They hire an actual, like, animator. Yeah. Yeah. That takes hours and hours to do stuff. They care about the presentation on the internet. They care about their team being explosive for their fans. They care about being a team that people want to pull for. That's right. Give me Tua. Give me Tua. Wow. Wow. Really? I wanted the Chargers bad there, but for some yeah, reason. I, I, got a re- I got an idea why. Why is that? Tua is great. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, now, I would have taken the easy way out. Of, I guess I have every single time <laughs> Left in front of the crowd. But, like, I don't know. For some reason, it just feels like we forget how good the Miami Dolphins were. No, yeah, they were awesome. Last year when the Miami Dolphins were playing, they were incredible. Mm -hmm. Now, much different vibes, I guess, coming out of their camp this year. Ever since, you know, that fishing incident with Tyreek and and Christian Wilkins and then Damian Howard. Yeah, there's some, like, negative vibes coming out of camp. I don't know. Yeah, and also with Teron Armstead left tackle kind of being up in question and their whole entire offensive line. You got Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack, the leadership council, watching highlights of them getting sacks and celebrating. I don't don't love that for two in Miami. Yeah, me neither. You know, so give me the Chargers minus. (laughs) There it is. There it is. Let's go Cowboys, Giants. (laughs) That was awesome. Give me the Giants plus three and a half at home against the Dallas Cowboys, A.J. Hawk. So I don't know if you know this, Zeke popped into my ear and said, Tone, uh, Darren Waller is questionable with a hamstring. Do we know that? Did you know that? He what? Is that new? He didn't tell me that. Thank Zeke, you, Zito. I think Zeke thought he was talking to Tone, but yeah, he said something about Waller being questionable. Zeke, are you out there? That's not true. I don't know. That's not true. Someone just said that. 
I don't, He's I tied up right now, but yes, Darren Waller is now questionable. Oh, Zeta, thanks for leaving me out to dry out here. You know, Zeta, I appreciate it. He said the tone. He In my ear, he said tone. But why? Darren Waller's question. He thought I was tone. We switched seats, I guess. Oh, man, I was only picking them because of Darren Waller. I actually <laughs> said it this morning. Yeah, get up. I, I told you. I didn't. Ent- thank you. Yeah, still. Ah, I can't. All right, give me the Cowboys. Here we go. Yeah. I'm taking the Cowboys, too, minus three and a half. Yeah, yeah. I like Darren Waller I love a lot. Darren Waller. He's a good player. I, like, I thought he was the thing that was the difference against that Cowboys defense that is remarkable. Mm-hmm. I sure. thought adding in Darren Waller would be the missing. Now he's not playing? Is it? If Darren Waller's Question. playing, I'm on the Giants. It was okay. 12, 12 minutes ago, he was added to the injury report with a hamstring issue. He's now questionable. If Darren Waller is playing, I'm on the Giants. If he's not playing, I'm on the Cowboys. I would like yeah, that. That's a good stipulation. Yep. I, I can handle that. Yeah, I'll stay with the Cowboys. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter. No, it does. He's he's a stud, but well, I don't think he's going to play. hurt in practice? He got added on Saturday. Yeah, why does everybody get hurt two days before the game? OB, ridiculous. OBJ, Kelsey, Waller. What's going on? So it's fast fr- or It's the Friday off day, Saturday practice sometimes. Is that doing it? Why don't you draw these things up oh, for them? Right. A good plan. Yeah. Get them ready. And the last game of the weekend in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills will travel to New Jersey to take on the New York Jets on September 11th to kick off the Aaron Rodgers era. Two and a half is how many points the Jets are getting at home on a Monday night game against the Bills. A.J. Hawk, who are you taking? I'm pumped to watch this game. I'm taking the Jets plus two and a half. Right. Who are you right. picking? I'll make my decision on Monday. <laughs> yep. Smart, smart move. Is what I would do. I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Are you locked into your picking? Yeah, the fact that they're even they're underdogs too. I'm just excited for the the atmosphere of that game. I'm, I'm, I'm the build-up to that. Can you imagine what it would be like to be in that stadium? Yeah, I couldn't even fathom what it's going to be like over there. Just like I can't fathom what it's going to be like in the stadium that is just blocks away from where we are sitting. Trying to 